0: This year, leaving certificate students have new choices via the CAO. Whether you're going straight into the world of work or exploring routes to third level, further education
1: and training and apprenticeships offer you flexible, hands-on learning opportunities. The future is full of possibilities. Whatever your ambition, further education and training and apprenticeships can help take you there. Your future is what you make it.
0: Learn more at cao.ie forward slash options. This is an initiative of the Government of
1: Ireland.
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Blood com podcast. Do not adjust your podcast listening devices. Do not be alarmed. Uh, Lee's trip to Barry Island this weekend has not suddenly led him to become dramatically less northern. Um, no, unfortunately, Lee won't be joining us this weekend, so I, the other one, uh, have been left in charge of the ship. Actually, maybe maybe rethink that <laughs> thing I said about not being alarmed. Be, be extremely alarmed, if anything. Um, as you're probably aware, I'm Josh, but don't fear, this thing is not going to be a fucking 90 minute monologue from me about all the things that I find culturally insensitive in the sport of rugby union because uh, I'm not on my own this week I'm joined once again by the man the myth the Archimedes of analysis the Pythagoras of puns the Plato of watching the the <laughs> plays go I, I, yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, I didn't really commit to that last one enough. To no, die, you know. Anyway,
0: know. Uh, you may know him as Squidge Rugby. You may know him as Robbie Owen. It's Robbie Squid Rugby Owen. How's it going, mate? Hi. No, thank you for having me again. No, I'm I'm, I'm delighted to be here to make it into a 90 minute duologue on everything wrong with rugby. <laughs> That's the thing. It's not going to be a monologue if we're having a conversation about it. exactly. Yeah, yeah. and it's... it wouldn't only be two hours. You know, it wouldn't oh, no, if no, no, no. If, you, if you were left alone to do it. You know, you've got you've got at least six or seven in you. You've got, like, a full Ken Burns series on you. Yeah, I mean, I reckon that, if anything,
2: you know, I could probably spend the time it would take to drive to Exeter Mm. from here in Bristol just talking about Exeter
0: <laughs> that's a live show that's a live show idea <laughs> we should <laughs> we, we should do that we should just pile everyone onto a bus have you stand at the front like those bits they did the comedy bits in Lions Tour DVDs where like Mako yes, Venapolo has yes. to tell a joke at the start at yeah the front except of bus, maybe I'll yeah. get a laugh yeah, um, yeah. yeah. basically, yeah, we'll get a 52-seater coach,
2: and I'll be like one of those, when you go on a sort of foreign holiday on one of those bus holidays, I'll be the sort of awkward bloke with the the microphone that you can't really understand at the front, basically. But instead of saying, uh, and on your left here's the Champs-Élysées, I'll be saying, and here's what's wrong with the uh, Chief's Trading Post idea (laughs) for
0: their club (laughs) shop. Um, yeah, the, none of the toilets are work. You'll have the whole thing where like no one wants to sit together. You have the weather will be like this, so it would be sweltering, be absolutely boiling, no aircon, yeah,
2: at all. Yeah, uh, they've got a, they've got a telly, but it's got a VHS <laughs> player, and the only and the video that's jammed in there and will not remove is is. A Roy Chubby Brown one.
0: Yeah, just on uh, a loop. Yeah. Just like and it rewinds itself at the end. Like yeah, going to put any <laughs> of in. it's work. just always playing. It's like this, <laughs> there's this phantom haunting the bus, just playing Roy <laughs> Chubby Brown constantly. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think we'd I mean we definitely yeah. sell fifty-two tickets. So Absolutely, I, surely. Right. I've just had this kind of latent memory come back to me. Right. Of when I was a kid, once we went on a school trip, and we used the Leicester Tigers team coach, right? And so they had all of the kind of Leicester Tigers logos emblazoned on the side. Oh my God, and yeah, like all of the seats had a little like Leicester Tigers on it, and it was it was yeah. posh, and they were like in the Tigers green as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, yeah, sometime when I was a kid, I probably sat in like Jordan Crane or Toby Flood seat. Yeah. You were in in George
2: Shooter's ass crevice and you didn't even realise it.
0: Oh, I did realise it. It was massive, yeah. I (laughs) I couldn't escape it, yeah. I'm still trying to clamber out. (laughs) This podcast comes to you live from George Shooter's ass crevice. (laughs) There's a a title. There's a podcast title.
2: title. Live from George Shooter's ass crevice. There we go.
0: Uh, (laughs) Live from George Shooter's ass crevice. The 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 sessions that were never going to be recorded.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's the name of my first comedy album.
0: uh... I think it's like an unplugged gig.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it would have to be. You wouldn't want to running any kind of big electrical equipment down there. I mean, it's. Can
0: you imagine? (laughs) I mean, there's a separate joke to be made there. The electrical equipment in George Shooter's ass crevice. <laughs> oh
2: right. Yeah. So so thanks for stepping into the breach, uh, oh, by the way, Robbie. I, a, me. I mean, as as listeners can tell, this is gonna be a very sensible podcast, yeah. a very earnest podcast, but we're definitely
0: not gonna <laughs> be sitting off just, on odd tangents for an hour of it. It's gonna be two hours of us agreeing with each other. I can't wait. It's going to be, like, aggressive agreement. That was
2: one of the things that people had a real... Like, back in the early days of the podcast, people Mm. got... Like, quite a few people who wrote reviews about us on iTunes used to complain about the fact that me and Lee agreed too much
0: i'm so i'm sorry See, but we both talk fucking sense most of the time <laughs> so i'm gonna agree with him exactly oh. and like it's it's quite nice to agree with a rugby podcast because often i don't have that experience when i listen to them <laughs> speaking of which
2: actually the last time that lee let me do one of these on my own um i actually did it with jb from egg chasers uh and it was two and a half hours long so uh after lee had edited it i think so that's the benchmark for you just just so you know like how much chat of George Krebs's ass was there though very little although I will say uh, and in 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 sort of as proof that rugby brings people together uh me and JB basically agreed with each other for two and a half hours about everything because as you, <laughs> rugby is the thing that me and JB agree on. This is pretty much everything <laughs> yeah, else so we get, but it's the, the one me, point <laughs> the thing that me and him, Brian Large, we're broadly on the same page, which is very weird, but does show the wonderful uniting power of rugby union. I think <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I feel like see if if Lee was here now, I'd cut in the world in union but i mean we're not so um, just
0: imagine that it, the world it, union is playing yeah. <laughs> because i is constantly playing in the background of my head because it was the background music yeah in the 2011 World cup game on yeah, every menu every time you paused was, yeah it? and me and my brother still play that every time i go back to my mum's so it's just constantly on and there'll be times it was just it was great it was great it was like they fixed half the glitches in Rugby 08. They removed most of the teams yeah. and kind of went, "Deal with it." You're gonna to have to play Romania, and I'm all for that.
2: <laughs> I tell you what isn't a good rugby game. Yeah, Rugby Challenge I Four is not a good rugby game. It's not, is it? <laughs> I tell but, you what. I tell you what unpleasant realization I had uh, mm-hmm. this week was that if you click the little button that says um, "Update for the latest live data," oh yeah. Uh, it just wipes all of the painstaking renaming of all the teams no. and players. To something. So you know, I spent I spent quite a, time, a lot of time making Alan Wynn and Justin Tipperich look like yeah. themselves as well.
0: That's gone. Oh. It's all gone. There is a the fan I'm hub, though. so you can download other people's teams and so on. It is, but everyone's <laughs> Which team
2: is shit and not a good team. Yeah, game, I know. If I'm honest,
0: yeah, I I've had that before. I could not be asked to do it for a full time, so just downloaded mostly. <laughs> Apart from Alan Wynn, who I made, obviously, because I couldn't obviously, wait. have
2: got to make Alan
0: Wynn. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've got to. No, I've no got rugby to. game can accurately capture his magnificence. I also um, the other thing, just because they've got female players in it for the first time, I made Emily Scara and Pauline Bourdon, which was just like oh, I'm nice. just excited to do that. I'm just like yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make them because they're in it now. And that is an option. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, all about the better for it. Yeah, the good things
2: about it. The the good the other things are he, everything. Yes. Else is not so good.
0: Well, it's I said this last week, but it's incredible that they've taken the same game from what was it four or five years ago and just made, made it, worse. it worse. Made it much worse. It just it just lags it doesn't work there's more glitches it's like they looked at the fact they went so what do people talk about the rugby challenge games it's the glitches let's yeah. add more of them in <laughs> let's just really double down people, on the glitches love
2: those fun fun glitches let's just throw a few more of those in there they're always um, talking about them yeah well it gives them something to do doesn't it for the next
0: yeah, four and a exactly. half
2: years they can fix them they won't
0: and that was um, the thing about the 2011 game was that me and my brother worked... There's certain glitches that happen and we worked out compromises on all of them to make it fair. <laughs> so we just have this shorthand now to make the game playable <laughs> in a way it's actually quite broken.
2: Uh, who's got the time to think up a whole new shorthand for a whole new set of even worse uh, exactly. glitches? Want, exactly.
0: Yeah. Refer back to the nine-year-old game.
2: Yeah anyway so uh, yeah this is going to be a short one isn't it Um, if you want to get in touch (laughs) with the podcast uh, you can follow Lee on Twitter at Blood and Mud where his DMs are open or you can contact him at uh, Lee at Bloodandmud.com although I'll level with you If you do that after this one, it does have a definite I'd like to speak to the manager vibe. (laughs) Yes. The (laughs) amount of complaints he's going to (laughs) get. Honestly. If, however, you'd like to tell me directly how fucking shambolic this is and how I should never be allowed to do a podcast without an adult at the wheel again, uh, you can get in touch with me on Twitter at Josh Gardner. My DMs aren't open for a very good reason.
0: Uh, (laughs) How do people get in touch with you, Robbie? Uh, It's at Squid Rugby for rugby stuff. The DMs are open on that account, which is dangerous, which is just... Outright dangerous. I bet um, you've had
2: a really fun couple of weeks. Oh, oh my god.
0: constant, so much, so much fun, so many fun things. You know, every now and again you get quite a nice message, but on the whole you get a lot of just it's things I don't for, want to read. It's mining for gold in a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah but yeah. the other thing is actually a lot of people, you know, people that defend Falau and so on want to do it publicly, so they don't DM me. Mm, they don't have true, anything actually. to say on it. They just want to look like. Yeah, look at me. I'm, I'm a big man, and I like his rough out because he's, he doesn't. He doesn't like gay people, and that's gay. I mean, you've got to. You've got to give it to
2: them. They've well yeah. reasoned that argument.
0: Oh yeah, like it is. It is discernibly gay to be gay. <laughs>
2: there's no doubt about that I mean uh, was the... it goes so far as to say as a fact which we don't get a lot of on this podcast occasionally
0: you know I, that's what I like to bring that's what I like to try and add yeah.
2: so yeah um, lovely stuff if, if you decide uh, you like what we usually do as opposed to whatever the hell this is by the way um, <laughs> then uh, and you'd like to support us and ensure that we keep doing it uh, you can subscribe of course to our Patreon is it Patreon or Patron? we've been doing this for like two years I still don't know I say Patreon because there's like... an E in there I just let Lee say it every week and so I've suddenly come across this and gone how do I say this I don't know anyway yeah for a few quid a month uh, you can get access to ad-free podcasts not to mention our entire archive of rugby history podcasts with Professor Colin Stoney which is really good Uh, our rugby life interview series and various other weird and wonderful bonus podcasts we've done over the years including two episodes of (laughs) Team of
0: the 90s one of which I'm not even there for it Um, was an absolute privilege and an honour to finally (laughs) fill in to say I was a, it was a contemporary thing I was five years old when the yeah. first one went out <laughs> and I could
2: like then that. fill in it really does um, but genuinely though there's, some of our best stuff is probably behind the Patreon curtain so uh, if you're checking to check that out head to patreon.com forward slash blood and mud uh, if you want to go above and beyond of course you can step beyond the velvet rope and enter the alley Brew Lounge where for five or a month you get a choice of both <laughs> of the acceptable cocktails on offer snake bite <laughs> or snake bite in black and uh, And you also get... um, I'm not sure privilege is the word, but you get the something of having your name read out on the pod where we will Mm -hmm. purely on the basis of your name tell you what kind of rugby player you are. Uh, Unfortunately... Uh, Lee hasn't passed the info uh, for any of the new Ale Brew Lounge patrons on to us this week, so you have to wait till next week. Unfortunately, you have to imagine in the meantime that me and Robbie said hilarious things about someone playing Blindside for Clontarf in the 1970s, or being an interwar French international who joined the Vichy leadership in
0: 1944. You know, yeah, I'm I'm sure you were best friends with Richard Fussell in school, and quite frustrated that his (laughs) career took off and not (laughs) you, because you felt you were the best of the two players. Uh, See, this is what you bring to this podcast.
2: uh... Probably there's not <laughs> nearly enough mentions of Richard Fussell no. in this podcast normally
0: and I uh,
2: honestly just one of the most I, underrated players of his generation
0: absolutely absolutely can we do an Crack hour on player. Richard Fussell never mind absolutely. on Exeter and absolutely. everything I just how he never won a. I mean I get how he never won a cap because he wasn't a very Gatlin player no but he was great for the Dragons as a kind of all out finisher then when he moved to the Ospreys really consistent and then moved to fullback and it was yeah. brilliant yeah it's basically the lot in life of all
2: Ospreys fullbacks that aren't called Lee Byrne that you get criminally <laughs> overlooked. Particularly yeah. if you started off at the Dragons and then ended up yes. at the Ospreys, you ain't ever getting a fucking cap.
1: Yeah. but
0: like Fussell didn't even get one or two against Canada on a you know a, a Lions tour yet. Yeah. Fussell was just left on his own, and there's so yeah. many times him just like creating tries for for yeah. Leinster, and he was one of the best players. You know, Shane Williams played so well of him. Like he was oh, he really one of the did. best Absolutely. players who combined with Shane. And yet, ignored. I yeah, think completely ignored. I, I agree. So yeah, it yeah. was... I love the point in which they had Hanno Dirks and Richard Fussell on the wings. It was like the two <laughs> Alberinos in South Wales. <laughs> so much bleach blondes. so much...
2: Oh, I know. You know. It was basically it's... like being in heaven, as in like the club <laughs> in London in about 1956. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the super Rugby out outer row before it's time.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's no, there was no pandemic excuse for that much peroxide being no. in Osprey's backline in, like, 2009, but yeah. here we are.
0: Was it just Jerry Collins appearing? And they all went, he's the I one mean, person who can pull it off, but I reckon I could be the second. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I could understand why when Jerry, Jerry Collins walks into your changing room, you go... <laughs> i will probably just do whatever that guy does, to be honest. It's, yeah. I mean, he looks like he's got it all sorted out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what he does is go and buy TVs for pubs on the weekend or go and play for Barnstable Seconds. I love all of the sort of stories about Terry Collins,
2: about what he had yeah. to when he wasn't literally playing or training with the Ospreys, which is basically <laughs> just, just being a bar fly yeah <laughs> imagine you walk into a pub and the sort of you've got all of the normal regulars that you see in a normal pub <laughs> on a Wednesday afternoon
0: yeah
2: oh and then there's fucking Jerry Collins
0: <laughs> and yeah. because there's nothing there wasn't that kind of sadness about Jerry Collins that there is about any of the other regulars on a Wednesday no. afternoon of he because one was fucking all black exactly yeah I so when I was a, we, this is a tangent on a tangent on a tangent, but uh, when I was about 15, right. I went to <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I went to a preseason game between the Ospreys and Leeds. And at halftime, you know, the Ospreys, a full squad because it's a preseason game, like, I think Tom Pryde was playing. He was the only oh. player you'd heard of, you know. Um, Richard Hibbard was captain, actually. He was the, that was the other one. Um, and all the rest of the non-playing squad were just sat a few rows behind us. So at halftime, um, you know, my mum kind of said, "Oh, you're going to have to go up and say something to them, kind of ask for an autograph or something." And my dad was too nervous at the prospect of talking to Shane Williams, so sent right, me. So- and, I know, so sent me and my brother up. You know, alone. I, I had to do all the introductions, um, and still, every single time hugh bennett comes on you know and he runs on with the water or whatever for wales my mum will say excuse me hugh because that was what i said to him um <laughs> but the whole time jerry cullen you know there's a few of people going by with autographs and signing stuff um The whole time, Jerry Collins was wearing this really silly hat and trying to do tricks with it and like spinning it on his finger and like adjusting the angle and just making everyone around him try and laugh. (laughs) Ian Goff was (laughs) sat at the back reading the paper, not engaging with anyone else. Glorious. And by the time I got to him, like he was doing a crossword. And so I didn't need to give him a pen. He just, he used his own. It was great. I I didn't, i level you. I did not have Ian Goff down
2: as crossword guy.
0: No no, fair no, play. no, 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 no. It's funny what yeah. you mean. It's funny what you yeah. mean. Exactly. But I can, saw, the moment I saw it, I was like, oh, that makes sense. I can see that. I can see <laughs> Ian Goff as the guy it's who, just, who yeah, does yeah. crossword. Yeah. Like, it won't be the cryptic crossword. He's not doing like the New Yorkers. Oh. But yeah, you know, he can, he'd have a good time. He does the puzzles. Of course. <laughs> yeah, he does like those maze puzzles and he doesn't work backwards. He goes in the start. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We start the podcast, as we <laughs> always do, with a
2: player spotted, and I would just like to say that for all the expectation that this would become an unruly mess from, let's face it, everyone, including me and you, um, we're at 16 minutes and 40-ish seconds, and last week we didn't start the podcast until, like, 34 minutes, so That's maybe maybe I'm not the problem here. <laughs> I, you know consider that? Maybe it's, it's not
0: me. I'm not. I'm not convinced anyone here. You know, I'm like, totally be the problem. I just had an extra player spotted. I just threw Ian Goff in the paper. Yeah, you did. Like, there's a bonus. We've got two. Yeah, yeah. since we've had About one. you for money, and now we've got another. What more do you want? <laughs> so
2: yeah, um, so we've got who's? Uh, I've, I've totally. I've, I've got so excited that we didn't waste half an hour at the start of the podcast. I totally lost where I am in my notes. Um, yeah. So um, this week's player spot it comes from uh, in via the old DMs from Ben Cook who writes. My girlfriend and I were shopping for overpriced restored antique furniture and accompanying trinkets at the Pack House in Farnham, in Surrey. Don't know where okay. it is. Don't know where it is, but it sounds. Posh. I know where Surrey is. Yeah. I know where Surrey is, and that's all I need to know. It's an unbelievably good and moribund start. You have to say. Yeah. Oh I'm, I'm yeah, bo- I'm bored already. Um, <laughs> so this situation, he continues, means that a Quins player can only ever be so far away, seeking non-pitch-based thrills in these unprecedented times. Is that a thing?
0: Are Quinn's players into like antique furniture? I can I mean, sort of see it though. Like, no, I can, like I buy it, it, it lines up as sort of as like <laughs> there is something hipsterish about Harlequins.
2: But it also makes me question how the hell Scott Baldwin is fitting in down there.
0: Well, that's a good point. That's a good I mean, point. He doesn't what? strike me as an antique furniture guy. Maybe that's what the lion thing was all about. He was just trying <laughs> to impress people. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. Who can say? Um, maybe he's so, reaching yeah. into the furniture shops when he shouldn't be they say don't touch the display he's always there I don't know (laughs) anyway um, so,
2: so so Ben continues my friend was coincidentally sat in the adjoining cafe where we decided to join him for a coffee when who walks in but Quinn's hooker and according to Wikipedia Guildford Rugby Club's head coach Dave Ward oh hello the front of house hang on cafes where you have a front of house. This is something you do not get in Aberdeer, I'm sorry.
0: Do they just mean the bar type area?
2: I don't know. I mean, it's Surrey, so, you know, me oh, and my slightly blinkered view of the home counties just thinks that all cafes have a maitre d'.
0: Yeah.
2: But.
0: Yeah. Me, uh, I, I, I wanted to go with it.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the front of house sat direct, in directly opposite me, which... Took my attention away from my own company to enjoy a date with him vicariously through his female companion. They both opted for a Peroni each, despite it barely being past midday, and I was unable mm-hmm. to stay long enough to take note of the food, if any. Who knows, perhaps he had also just been in the packhouse, browsing the same deliberately scuffed scaffold boards fashioned into luxury shabby-chic shelving units, as I, just a few steps behind, will never know. Well, Dave Ward, day drinking next to a posh furniture shop in Surrey. I mean, it is mundane but the mm. fact that he's smashing beers at midday is verging on interesting, I'd say.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, he's he's having one that we know of. Yeah. But, again, I wouldn't bet against it. No. Or anyway, maybe... Yeah. Maybe he's having more and then going back in furniture shopping.
2: <sighs> he See, wants that's to. A, that's a dangerous thing, game to start playing, though, isn't it? Yeah. You don't want to, don't want to go high-priced furniture shop in three or four beers deep. Anything because, can happen. Exactly.
0: Like it's not like, it's not just going around the shops. It's not like, you know, the no, old no. thing where you think, oh, you know, I'll eat, I'll eat a load of paninis. Like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. This, It's a different experience Absolutely going around it is. with, yeah.
2: no anyway, Ben, thank you very much for sending it in. Um, has anyone out there ever encountered a rugby playing player doing a more bougie activity than looking for restored antique furniture? Oh. Uh, if so, drop us a line uh, at the usual places. I mean, I mean, the mind boggles, you know. i I don't know. I mean, there's been a lot... There's sure as shit been a lot of fucking London-based rugby players drinking overpriced tiny cups of coffee in extremely wanky cafes, by I don't yeah. think
0: that counts. But, like, what... Exactly. That's that's just a thing that happens. Like, what yeah. what gets wankier? Like, is it... You know, you you spot Mara Toje going into the BFI to watch a Vim Vendor season. You know, you, you I can watch like that. a... I can yeah, absolutely exactly. believe it. You, there's got you know like a really highbrow play with a swear word in the title one of one of those Chris Ashton at the Globe (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that
2: delights me but I'd love to see Chris Ashton watching Shakespeare see but
0: (laughs) I see okay there's got to be some England players who are the kind of people that watch Shakespeare plays and laugh at the jokes just to show off that they get them yeah, right, it's sort half of, a, of that It's, a, it's squad. a
2: Graham Lasso reading The Guardian in the Chelsea dressing room vibe, isn't it? Yeah, you know? yeah. It's just being over the top, you know, overtly <laughs> saying I am not one of you. Exactly,
0: yeah. <laughs> like, I, I get this. I know culture. I can't. <laughs> Whereas Ashton doesn't strike me as the guy that laughs. I can see him going. I can see him like he'll go on a date to look cultured. Yes.
2: Yeah. What a, who else would go and watch? No, these are silly questions that we're asking the readers now. It's gone too far. Anyway, <laughs> let's do some... Should we do some news? No,
0: please, please, please write in. Actually... actually okay, um,
2: sure. Well, before we do the news, uh, we should pointed out two things. One, um, while I can be trusted to press record on this thing without Lee, um, I don't have the facility to actually upload it. So while we're recording this on Monday night, as usual, um, it's likely that you're not hearing this till Wednesday. So, I mean if we're a bit out of date well thank fuck you're not coming to us for news eh um, and also <laughs> as it's Monday night, I'd like to point out that it's fucking boiling it's like 30 degrees oh, right yeah. now uh, I'm in a vest Robbie's having to be conflicted on that the rest of you have got away Scott <laughs> um, because we can't have the windows open we can't Scott have the fans for. going <laughs> Scott Baldwin's a good vest wearer gotta give it to him
0: D- yeah 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 good good no shoulders. he is that's good surprisingly shoulder. relevant yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
2: Yes. yes, So uh I mean it's absolutely baking. We can't I have any windows don't... or fans on. We might have to remember when the Barbarians um played the Lions yeah. in Hong Kong and they had to have drinks breaks every twenty minutes? That yeah. might be us.
0: We might have to yeah. hydrate just constantly stopping, taking water on board, <laughs> having a little nap, resuming.
2: Yeah. I've got one of those things like in a thick pack on my back and they're going to monitor
0: my <laughs> fatigue levels and then when it drops yeah. below a certain level, they're going to send a water guy on to hydrate me. <laughs> At 60 minutes, they can tell I'm knackered and they bring off me and bring on JB. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what you are actually coming to us for, though, uh, mm. is uh, the latest news on both military animals and terrifying rugby mascots. Absolutely. Um, and there has actually been some developments there. Because I joked last week about the cinematic <laughs> universe of Rockley, the RFU's <laughs> <used laughs> terrified anthropomorphized ball It turns out there is an
0: expanded Rockley universe. Have, have we had extremely similar afternoons? <laughs> I think we've have, have we both been looking this up this <laughs> afternoon? Yes, <what> we have. <laughs> so I found out that
2: Sunrise Productions,
0: yes. the company
2: that originally designed Rockley, also designed cartoon mascots for various other teams around the world, including Boki the mm-hmm. adorable springbok mascot of the SARU and Sharky the shark mascot of the sharks that must have been a yeah. long fucking day in the office coming up with that one <laughs> uh, and indeed and Scorch is just,
0: Sharky is just the shark from their logo just, yeah I, there's just no work just has been they've done they've just made him more of a cartoon than he already was and do you want the description of Sharky from their official website I, I absolutely all the others do. have got like press releases and then they've got some details and like biographies yeah. and so on yeah. Sharky who they knocked out in half an hour. 20 minutes, if that, yeah. Introducing Sharky. There's something in the water and in the stadium and in the stores and on the street and in your homes. Oh, that's <laughs> sh- fucking sinister. <laughs> I know. He's in your home. <laughs> and also they, they cram the fact that he's a commercial product in there. Yeah, like, in stores. They say in stores and on the street, which I don't know how that fits in. <laughs> what's he doing just dawdling he's, around he's stealing he's, drugs
2: he's stealing drugs he's, <laughs>
0: he's, a he's bad standing on street corners <laughs> that second season of the wire really <laughs> lost its way <laughs> they introduced sharky sharky coming yo <laughs> uh, uh yeah sharky so- <laughs> it's sharky and he's gonna rock your world he's a big guy with a big heart and brings with him all the power and passion of the sharks how passionate are sharks? Because they're so sort of cold. They're cold-blooded, dead eye killers. There's not a lot of passion there. But there's the you know when they stop swimming forward, they die. So I suppose yeah, there's a drive true. to them, isn't there? That's no, true. There's that no, kind I of
2: yeah. Make a very good points. Yeah. 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 Of course. And um, continuing in the, the the Sunrise Productions fucking roster, we've got <laughs> Scorch the WIU's short-lived dragon mascot who given their track record I think we can all be glad they didn't just call Draggy Um, (laughs)
1: um,
2: yeah but there's a lovely picture on though if you want to go to Sunrise Productions website there's a lovely picture of all the mascots uh, including Jay the Juventus Zebra who are level with you looks like a proper fucking badass Um, absolutely and Zach they've definitely put more time into the Juventus Zebra than they have in the Sharky yeah I think that there's a very good reason for that. Um, And there's also Zach, the South African cricketing lion. It's a proper, like, Avengers Assemble thing.
0: I want that movie. I did also... So, um, Sunrise Productions have made a film, and it is on Amazon Prime. And if I'd found this out yesterday, I would have watched it in time for this podcast. It's called Jungle Beat... And oh, it what? looks terrible. Okay, um, well... But, you know, I'm, none of these characters are in it, it
2: unfortunately. <laughs> absolutely. 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 I would love a cameo from Scorch, who <laughs> I think is probably the best one.
1: Of yeah, all absolutely. the ones they've designed.
2: And I'm talking about the actual cartoon of Scorch, not the sort of horrendous <laughs> fucking uncanny valley weird actual physical mascot <laughs> that the WIU had made, who genuinely <laughs> looks... He looks like he breathed through his mouth. Yes, yeah. That's the only way I could describe him.
0: I he's well, he's got a hell of a nose, but it's supposed Honestly. to be a d- dragon beak. Yeah, but it just
2: looks like a nose that's vaguely shaped like a sex toy. <laughs> I think that's I the did. part, and his eyes are too far apart, and it mm. just looks weird and sinister. <laughs> I don't like it. I, I don't like also... that he was near
0: kids. <laughs> no, way too near kids. <laughs> I did also look up the company that makes the mascot outfits. Oh my God, which I looked is... up that too. Rainbow Productions. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who I'm... still list them, despite the fact they've updated all of the images, they're still listed to the Neef Swansea Ospreys. Lovely. Because Yeah, they designed, Auss- they
2: designed Aussie, didn't they? Yeah. They also designed Lockie, who's the Scottish Rugby Union's Loch Ness Monster mascot, uh, yeah. Maximus. Bath Rugby's weird gladiator lion, yeah. which definitely was commissioned around and about 2003.
0: I so, reckon. But they've got two mascots called Maximus. Yes, they have Worcester. They've made Worc- yeah the Worcester and Bath mascots that? are both called Maximus. Something and they're both sort of centurions. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's unbelievably... I mean, it makes you have a bit of sympathy for extra Chiefs, really, doesn't it? Because I mean, yeah. fucking hell. If that's the level that we're working at, that all <laughs> they've got is Roman shit, then it's almost understandable. I'm not they, saying I condone it, but fucking hell.
0: If they it just, that they that yet back another it, Roman thing. They send it off and they're like, okay, this is our logo, this is what we're wanting to do. We're thinking like a Native American idea. And they go, okay, okay, so what I'm hearing is a Roman chief... It's like no no no, no 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 guys no no you don't get it. So we got a roman thing yeah. No. No no no. no, no, no Is no. no, no, no. that like, right? Okay, so just a centurion then, not a roman chief. Is like no you've you've taken the wrong part of this here. Is that like, right? So I know Honestly, the Osprey it's like right. He's an osprey but he was around yeah. in roman times. <laughs>
2: he's a roman. He's an osprey right, but he's got one of those funny roman helmets on. Yeah. yeah. No. No. How many times? Uh, Rainbow (laughs) Productions did actually create uh, The Big Chief, of course. Yeah. Which means that they're about to get some more work. (laughs) (laughs) My favourite one on there is the, the Wakefield one. Yes. One. Daddy Likewise. Cool, who is a sort of weird... He a, I mean,
0: he's a cat <laughs> with sunglasses on. I'm fucking absolutely here for him. I'd die for Daddy Cool. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> he's hes my... New, <laughs> the picture they've got of him has his mouth open kind of to one side. It's, it's like, Fonzie as fuck. Yeah, yes, good. it is, yeah. <laughs> he's who Top Cat aspires to be. He absolutely is. i tell
2: you what is weird, though. The Doncaster Rugby League Football Club mascots... Mm-hmm. Which appeared to be a a cartoon black man and a cartoon white man. <laughs> yes. there's, there's no other there's no other way <laughs> of describing it. Wearing rugby, wearing rugby shirts. I don't know. How that's a mascot. <laughs> What's that? Because it looked like a CITV show from the nineties. Yeah, I don't like, I don't understand it. It freaks me out a bit. I don't really want to talk about it.
0: But no, I, it is. the George, the rugby football league's mascot. Who oh, is yeah. Who's just... Brexit as fuck. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, he looks like he turned up at a Britain First rally. And also, for some reason, the photo they've got is in Cardiff. Yes, I know. Which that. is Cardiff markets behind you. Yeah. Him. It sort of makes him feel like
2: he's an occupying force. <laughs>
0: exactly, yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no way that's going down well in Cardiff. Come on. Absolutely not. Oh, anyway this was supposed to be the news um, oh no I'm having yeah. fun well, I, yeah. I could go through all of the mascot bios <laughs> if you want
2: <laughs> I mean let's be honest there is one that confuses me which we've got yeah. the rugby football league George but then there's mm-hmm. also just a pink dragon just called rugby football league dragon <laughs> as if they've just gone <laughs> yeah. I mean we need a dragon lads so
0: oh, Dra- of course, dragon? he'll fight George won't he Oh, of course. That's going to be the whole will. thing. They're going to be em- oh But the dragon so he's looks basically way too friendly.
2: He's basically the fucking what what are they called? The Washington Generals, the fucking yeah. the team that the bloody Harlem Globetrotters beat every time. The heels. That's
0: his <laughs> yeah. lot in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he but he's oh. just sort of doing a thumbs up. Like he looks yeah. quite happy. Yeah. He, he does. looks alright, you know. He looks well, like yeah. a decent lad. I like yeah, I'd, his lot in life I'd rather go for murdered. a drink with the dragon than George yeah oh me too oh, bless him I'm on the dragon side locked. I'm I'm with the dragon
2: is to just be can... murdered over and over again I mean it's it's
0: just it's... can we get him and Scorch together oh they get, get him to get join these Avengers yeah I mean Scorch yeah. is you know kind of badass take him under his wing because that dragon looks you know he's he's well meaning and he's a nice lad but he's probably a bit soft, you know. <laughs> Whereas Scorch, who... Scorch is a fucking dude, man. I know. He is, according to the bio, the final dragon. Oh, um, hello. Yeah. Do, do you want do you want it? Do you want it? Hell here? yeah, I do. <laughs> Through the corridors of time. <laughs> and there should be a comma there. Like, the, you know, the part yeah. you, you yourself as a copy if editor, you want, you know, yeah. yourself as a... Goes with two writing degrees. All of this. There's no commas in the sense Like it, no, it, it's driving me a bit mad. But
2: if you want, if you want the proper sort of Hollywood movie theme, you know, which I'm feeling, mm. you know, through the yeah, corridors yeah. of time, the final <laughs> dragon, etc. <cetera.
0: laughs> through the corridors of time, Welsh <laughs> legend tells us that centuries ago, the last dragons laid an egg as its final act. On this earth. I mean, that's a bit in- <laughs> I know. That's all one sentence with no punctuation in the middle as well. Inside yep. that egg slept the final dragon, which is in bold. <laughs> 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 it then skipped quite a lot and says, Through the help of three kids and Merlin the Druid, Hello. The-, <laughs> the egg was hatched and Scorchback was born. Fiery and cute, scorched back, travelled the world with a sense of destiny and greatness. As the years passed by, the passion and fire within him grew, and time drew nigh. Na- that's bad, there's two Drews in the sentence there. Time drew nigh for his destiny to be unleashed. His destiny sure and Welsh rugby are intertwined. Yeah! <laughs> It's like destiny. a Rishi
2: McCaw documentary.
0: <laughs> it is almost word for word. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> only the dragon changes his haircut more often. Yeah. Um, I'm just I'm making a Lee joke in his absence. Really? Um, <laughs> his destiny and Welsh rugby are intertwined in the same. The fire and passion unleashed on the world. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't. Know, is that implying like he's inside Phil Bennett when he does those sides? I guess steps?
2: so. Didn't Scorch have a, a a short-lived comic book? that The W. Yeah, yeah. I They've mean, got the an covers an absolute... of them. That must have been fun to write. And by fun, I mean absolutely not fun at all.
0: Oh, you can still buy them on iTunes. You can view in Apple Books. Hello. Hello. Hello.
2: <laughs> I think I know what we're doing for our next p- Patreon podcast. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. oh, anyway, we really need to do okay. some fucking news now. Because I we? said news okay. about 15, 20 minutes ago. Um, Mark McCall says uh, that his star player is going to play Super Rugby next season is not out of the question. Um, mm. After Gats basically went... Are you really going to let those boys play in the championship and then go on a fucking Lions tour, mate? Um, it's very interesting. Yeah. It's not exactly the same thing as the Wales Online headline claiming that Farrell and Toji are going to be playing for the Chiefs next season.
0: Um, uh, yeah. But there is an element of do you think Galen is going, oh, I'll have him, you know. Well, he's, he's not going, even there in championship. I thinking, he's done no. now. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, but I don't even you know the Super Rugby's not even going to exist next year they certainly won't have South Africa involved and I think given their associations with Saracens it's more likely to be a South African team they'd go to oh my god they might be in the Pro 14 imagine
0: (laughs) that oh yeah oh imagine Farrell playing on Rodney Parade on a Friday night Farrell the Voodoo as Itoje and Elliot Davis yes oh I I love it. It'd be hilarious. Um, Just the absolutely. thought of Jamie Roberts playing in Rodney Parade on a Friday night is funny. It's so, is funny, yeah. Yeah. I remember Throw- when Toulouse played the dragons on a Saturday night, but it was still raining. And they had Vincent Clair. They had, you know, all of the the old gang together. All and it was far too good to be there. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny. It was really <laughs> funny to see Vincent Clair in Rodney Parade.
2: And that and that is the gift that the dragons continue to give to the world is that no matter how good they get as long as they're at Rodney Parade it will still seem weird that you know fucking bowden Barrett's at Rodney Parade or whatever it's a <laughs> ridiculous thing is going to be. Bowdoin um, Barrett yes. the Dragons you heard it here first. Oh yes. I mean he's he's got to go somewhere isn't he? And you know yeah. he's not being played at 10 he doesn't like being played at 15 he's going to go to Japan for a couple of years and then get really yeah. angry with whoever's in charge of of the, the All Blacks by then and uh, and get angry that Scott Robinson's not
0: in charge and the, and then he's gonna go and, and, and play for the dragons inevitably get dropped for Arwell Robson <laughs> <laughs> inevitably <laughs> without a doubt
2: uh, speaking of Scott Robinson actually uh, did I say Robinson then I keep saying Robinson for some reason anyway um <laughs> he will not be going to coach in France uh, and mm. is expected to stay with the Crusaders until 2023 which is a very telling time for his contract to be yeah. on. I think we'll all agree it's
0: funny that isn't it I, I mean, know he's he said this thing in past that he wants to win every competition as a coach that he played in as a player yeah. um, and he played in France so hence why there's always rumours he's going to go and play in France he's going to go and coach or rather go and coach in France Um And I I think that's a really cool ambition. I like there's something slightly bitter about it as well. There's something slightly shit outing about it.
2: I wasn't good enough to win this as a player. Yeah, so I'm going to come back and win it as a fucking coach. I'll tell you (laughs) what though, if you want to go and be a coach in the top 14 the mm. ideal time to do it from a financial point of view is to do it after you've been an all-blast coach that wins the World Cup because yeah. I'm pretty much sure that you can just write whatever fucking number you want on a piece of paper mm. and Montpellier or
0: Stad or Clermont <laughs> or Toulouse will just go yeah yeah, sure carry on That And like, he's probably got at least five years of reasonably close to blank check signings you know in Easy. that he's won Super Rugby basically three years in a row. You know he's won an equivalent competition this year. Yeah. That is actually probably more impressive than just winning Super Rugby, yeah. as as having won it a few years in a row. You know, he's he's doing it himself. He's forty-five. Wow. He's got okay. Ages. Yeah. He could he could be a
2: top-level coach genuinely for another twenty years if he wants to. Yeah. And. <laughs>
0: That's terrifying and sad
2: for the rest of us.
0: <laughs> the way his Crusaders team have evolved as well says mm. to me, actually, he's going to stick in it. You know, he's not going to be one of these coaches that comes along, he's brilliant for a couple of years and then the game doesn't adapt, or he doesn't adapt with the game as it changes. Yeah,
2: he seems like a, a, a not just a student of the game, but somebody that is absolutely not too wedded to anything to, yeah. to change it and to Mexico. Uh, so yeah, I, he's got plenty of time to be all that's coach. He's got plenty of time to coach anywhere he wants. Um, yeah.
0: And, and it's, it's going to
2: happen yeah it absolutely is in the meantime I'm sorry whatever comes after Super Rugby where the New Zealand teams are involved because <laughs> he'll probably just keep winning it
0: yeah just just walking it however he likes indeed and then breakdancing uh, afterwards
2: yeah other news uh, BT Sport will not be piping uh, racist chants into Exeter Chiefs <laughs> when the premiership <laughs> resumes this weekend uh, in a move that once again casts the Chiefs claiming they'd be making no further comment on the racism stuff seem like <laughs> extremely wishful thinking on their part um, Jamie Hindler uh, who's the COO of BT Sports said this week that um, the Tomahawk shop wouldn't be part of the canned crowd noise that they're using on broadcast because in essence he's shit scared of what happens if they get a load of Ofcom complaints about it uh, or to use his exact words there's no need for us to do anything controversial, which is a funny thing to say, because there's clearly a lot of ways you could have straight batted that question without admitting that they weren't using it because of the current situation around Exeter. Instead, mm. he said he wanted to be respectful of the debate that's raging on, uh, and amusing for those people who are on the wrong side of debate, he then lumped it in with swearing as something that they can't control with a live game, but something that they basically can't risk being viewed to endorse in a broadcast. Yeah. Um, he said uh, if there's any abusive language rude chants or ones that aren't correct in a live environment uh, it's a lot harder to control but this is a post produced environment and we're making the sound for the game so therefore we can sensibly do something that doesn't offend people sensibly doing something that doesn't offend people now there's a fucking concept that rugby could do with more of
0: (laughs) imagine that that's a novelty we'll never catch up I'll tell you what that is that is naive at best dangerous idea
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's the sort of thing that you, you you just hate to see in rugby is that kind of yeah. dangerously naive thinking um, honestly though fake, fake crowd noise is kind of lame when yeah, it's overdone I, anyway I, yes. so I'm, I'm not jumping for joy at this great victory for the campaign or anything but this is at best base, let's face it a broadcaster trying to insulate itself from an issue without really trying to take a stance but- um,
0: it's like you were saying last week though, that is how things change. It is, it is. through broadcasters and through big companies in Inverted okay. Commerce kind of going, actually it's too risky for us to change that or them going, actually we're gonna pull away from this. Yeah. And that's that's where things begin. So it's it is it's a step, it's a thing, you know.
2: It it is interesting on the flip side of that though that BTR still using their uh, a Chiefs fan in a war bonnet as both yeah. an ad break ident and a thing to promote the restarting of the premiership season which is culturally just as demeaning as the chance by the way guys <laughs> but uh, every one of these things is just further proof of how wrong the Chiefs got it with that initial thing and uh, to be honest yeah. they're fighting a losing battle because yeah. as you say the big brands that you work with can't and won't ignore this for much yeah. longer
0: uh, so on BT's policy on swearing is say that we can't control mm. I've just done a piece of BT sport it's so just going oh, it yeah, we to record this podcast and I can tell you now they do not like you using the word bloody. Which <laughs> I'd assume they couldn't swear otherwise. I called right. it semi-bloody redrada and they had to cut the word bloody out. So semi-closely. Sammy- redrada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, I got an email saying this is great, we like it, but but be a bit careful with your language. Like, right, okay.
2: Language? It's yeah. Like,
0: I had an English teacher who once did a he would go on like these massive tangents so he'd love this podcast Um, (laughs) and he once went on a 20 minute rant about how bloody is the worst swear word because it actually means something whereas all of the others are just noises you know someone just went sounds good so we're going to make it a noise whereas bloody means by the blood of Christ and therefore (laughs) it's the worst swear words I mean that's
2: absolutely news to me I love it with you I just
0: Yeah. yeah fair enough the things you learn in Mr Sweeney's English class yeah
2: Semi, I'd love it if they'd have just plast- like pasted another word on top of <laughs> bloody semi flipping Radrada. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I mean... Films on planes. <laughs> like the commentary on Rugby Challenge 4.
0: Yes. yeah. <laughs> That's actually how it's read out. <laughs> it Semi-Radrada <is>. <laughs> makes the break. <laughs> My favourite uh, was um, the Rugby 04 when it was John Inverdale, who isn't a commentator doing no. commentary. No, no. And none of it matched up, so it was just no new scores. A try. <laughs> I guess had individual words, and they kind of them together, and you could hear the join at every single point. It was great. That the was rugby, amazing.
2: the rugby twenty game mm. um, commentary was so bad that I had to send it to the French commentary because <laughs> I just preferred not knowing that they were getting everything wrong all the time.
0: Yeah, the twenty eleven game. You get an option of either Stuart Barnes and Miles Harrison, or Sean Fitzpatrick and one of the Australian commentators. William yes, right, Greg Clark, I think. I think it was Clark. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's amazing because they're reading the same script, but Greg Clark and Sean Fitzpatrick can't act and <laughs> read it with absolutely no emotion in their voice, whereas Barnes and Harrison actually read it quite well, and it sounds like actual commentary. Yeah, and it stands as maybe because it isn't because it isn't ambitious there's no joining things up they had a no. line of commentary that said it's a try and that's and all I that's, want you know,
2: that's absolutely realistic- all I really yeah. need as far as I'm concerned I don't need any of this other stuff just exactly just just give me the basics of who's go- got the ball and who's scored and I'm absolutely delighted frankly Um, Speaking of the premiership then, uh, the rugby paper, uh, an organ that absolutely does not trade in spreading rumours and gossip as a matter of course, um, is claiming that an unnamed top four chasing club is under investigation for salary cap shenanigans. Um, To which I say, that didn't take very long, did it? And I also say, (laughs) are we really
0: surprised that they got right back to it? Having had a second to think about it, actually, I am surprised it's taken this long. They <laughs> literally I, said that they were going to cut, ca- like, there was that
2: thing in the miners' report where the guy was like, You know, anything yeah. you do, I'm going to get around it. So, and it's not shocking, I is it? I kind
0: of figured at the time that there's more of this to come. You know, mm. there are Saracens won't be the only team that have been over. Oh, I mean, God, they, no. You know, it might not be 1.1 million over, but still, you know. Um, and people always ask questions about Bristol. I genuinely think they are under the salary cap because most of their squad are just like jobbers, you know. Yeah, like, they've got a handful of really huge stars, but then most of their squad are actually just are you know mid table. It's not kind of so, like they're
2: saying they've they they make you know. It's been vague enough in this top four chasing. Mm description that literally everyone from London Irish up to Exeter could theoretically be claimed to be chasing the top four Um, as you say everyone's assuming it's either Bristol or Sale Um, but I think that's to be honest purely based on the splashy splashing that both of cash that both teams have done
0: And who knows Steve Diamond looks like a criminal anyway yeah, he yeah, he just, he's bit, got yeah. that
2: energy about him, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got a, doesn't give a fuck energy about him. But like, I mean,
0: he's got a he'd break the salary cap for fun rather than yeah. because he wanted to design that. He's <laughs> money to just to prove a point to go over exactly. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. So who knows? I mean, it doesn't even mean that it's only one club as well. It could be multiple clubs. In which case, hold on to your fucking hats, everybody, because <laughs> this thing is about to get fucking mental.
0: And with the whole. This situation with wasps fighting Coventry City fans on Twitter. Yeah, that's weird. The wasp seems to be trending about twice a week, and it's all Coventry City fans getting really, really angry over nothing.
2: Yeah,
0: um, I, well, not over nothing. I, you know, the stadium.
2: Over, no, over nothing new is the sort yeah, exactly. of yeah. It's the same old story that you know. Yeah, it, it's not good, is it? Let's be no. honest.
0: So it it's, could be wasps. It could, you know. It could be us thing. It could. There's a lot of teams. It could be, anyone could it could that, be literally anyone.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but who knows well we shall see um, <laughs> right
0: you... it won't be Gloucester but I wouldn't be surprised if I pulled up on it anyway
2: <laughs> it might have been Gloucester about th- six months ago but <laughs> since then they have done a lot of Gloucester kind of...
0: under the cap that they accidentally file a report wrong
2: and themselves as being <laughs> so in a Plym- Plymouth, Plymouth Albion style and the RFU for yes. some reason has absolutely no empathy at all which we haven't spoken about this on the podcast by the way but that is fucking absurd um But anyway, let's not go down that road, because that's a story that's about a month old now. Uh, Have you got any news, Robbie? Uh,
0: So Joe Schmidt might be about to be appointed the World Rugby Director of Rugby and Performance. Okay. uh, Which is a
2: really vague title. I was going to say, what is that job? (laughs) What do you do?
0: I don't know. Um, So it (laughs) seems like... And neither does he. (laughs) Would rugby are hiring him to just kind of watch rugby and tell him what's going on? I mean, I could have done it. Isn't that what will mean, rugby the, the, pay the, you to do? Exactly, they're paying me. Joe <laughs> Schmidt's coming after my job next week. Joe Schmidt will be telling you about a roundup of accidental skill plays. Um, Fantastic. Whatever it is they got me doing. Um, so he's part of a specialist breakdown group, which led to some of the rule changes. They've been beneficial to Super Rugby roller Notice no mention beneficial rules in Super Rugby Australia because they're all shite And I hate yeah, it. Yeah,
2: really um, terrible. And just, and the 80, the eighty twenty thing just doesn't. I hate it. I doesn't hate work. It. It's rubbish.
0: I said this on the the podcast where I was you, um, four weeks ago. <laughs> um, but, but I was filling the quota for miserable Ospreys uh, <laughs> Instead, we've gone over here, overboard. Um, but yeah, it just it's. A lawmaker doing an attack coach's job, mm. and it overcomplicates the rules in a way we don't. There's have to no play. need.
2: There's just like no anymore. need.
0: No, um, it's the law I have been most resistant to since they proposed changing the scoring system, which didn't need to be done.
2: I liked um, it. I liked the idea of it in theory, and then I saw it in practice and realised it was shite.
0: Yeah,
2: and that's that's yeah. my feeling on the whole thing.
0: Um, so Schmidt is still based in Ireland. Wardrobe, we have offices in Dublin, so he'd work there. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, Why
2: is he working in an office? We live in a COVID. Surely this is a job. Where you can you can definitely watch rugby from home. Yeah. I prove that every weekend.
0: <laughs> I'm a case study. Remember <laughs> I mean, that's possible. Yeah, uh, so yes. The management of match officials, interacting with coaches on law implications, and helping to drive high performance in emerging rugby nations which if you're sending Joe Smith in to Uruguay or Germany or somewhere to do a coaching session he did some sessions in Germany during the rugby championship, mm. actually, the championship. Um, that could be interesting you know it's, I mean I, anything that kind of
2: elevates the level of the sort of tier 2 nations has got to be a good thing and anything that improves the standard of refereeing in rugby has got to be a good thing so
0: yeah
2: yeah, yeah. and a very good coach he is so more power to him mm. Um, the only other bit of news that I've got this week uh, is this... Have you seen this? Probably Australia's revealed its idea for a new Southern Hemisphere club competition. Yeah. And I actually like
0: it. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> She's odd. So, yeah. So
2: they're calling it a Super 8 and it's effectively, for those who haven't seen, a Heineken Cup for the Southern Hemisphere. So it's the top two teams from Australia, the top two teams from New Zealand, the top two teams from South Africa, plus the best teams from Japan and Argentina coming together in a knockout tournament. Now, hmm yeah like that seems to preserve everything that was interesting about the super rugby playoff bit yeah without the baffling conference system or raft of meaningless one-sided games so yeah fuck it go for it I also really like they've got a state of union which is basically state of origin another good idea it's weird maybe fuck me fuck maybe Phil Kearns is a genius (laughs)
0: all along secretly he's been hiding it so well yeah
2: maybe Raylene was stopping all of this good ideas coming out I feel I'm shook I'm shook to my core
0: A it would work B it would mean we get to watch the Jaguares more yeah Um, which apparently the Argentine Union want to try and continue but it looks like they'll be playing in the the South American League rather Um, yeah which which means they're going to absolutely
2: fucking batter everybody in oh, south america yeah like 100 nil every week
0: exactly like suddenly you know montero and um nalanga <laughs> are not the best back free in that competition
2: <laughs> yeah definitely not not by some distance yeah.
0: yeah but i like it
2: i say why not I like, like it.
0: yeah i mean one of a bit of rugby news sorry oh no go, yeah go on. no no crack on um, I saw the headline and I thought I'll wait and read this on a it's um, <laughs> Brilliant.
2: Book number eight Dwayne Vermeulen
0: victim of blackmail plot.
2: Oh god here we go.
0: So it looks like Dwayne Vermeulen was the target of a blackmail plot after criminals hacked into his email, PayPal and social Uh-oh. media accounts this Uh-oh. week. Uh oh. Uh oh. So they've demanded he pay a ransom this weekend of 800 ZAR I don't know how much that is in Quids, um, but I'm assuming it's a lot. Basically, he posted something on Instagram or clicked on a link on Instagram, and it's given PayPal his email everything. Did and you say
2: eight hundred South African um, rand? Eight thousand.
0: Eight,
2: okay, okay, because that's still fuck all. How much is that's it? That's three hundred and forty six quid. Oh come on Dwayne Mate I'd Dwayne i pay that To get my fucking PayPal back Yeah
0: You've you won a World Cup In the last year <laughs> £346 £346 pound. Even if you go By the tourist rate That's not going to be Much more than Fucking £360 quid, mate You're alright he, he was at Toulon Last year He's yeah. got 360 quid Lying around <laughs> Come on Seriously I can't get... tell the police All of this But come on just fucking he's in the top league now he's
2: earning mega bants
1: fucking hell
0: this is Dwayne 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 Vermeulen is incredibly tight unbelievably tight he's you know to his own detriment tight yeah when he goes for coffee in those London coffee shops those fancy London coffee shops (laughs) with all the players in London he's catching up with them he's not paying is he no
2: he's going to get a tap water or somebody else is going to pay
0: He's the kind of guy, right, who, and I speak definitely not as one of those people, who puts his round last and then goes home early. <laughs> I've definitely yeah. never done that when I was in uni. No, that of course not. That definitely didn't happen. Of course no. not. <laughs> um, no. So,
2: that, that, I mean, unless you've got anything else, I think that is the news, isn't it? That seems to be the news. Probably
1: that
0: is seems the news. See the news.
1: As more sectors across Ireland are reopening the COVID-19 pandemic unemployment payment is changing. If you're currently receiving this payment, the amount you receive will change from the 16th of November. To find out more about how these changes will affect you, visit gov.ie forward slash A Government of Ireland initiative brought to you by the Department of Social Protection. ACAST recommends podcasts we love. Changemakers is a new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna. Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including The David McWilliams Podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to right now.
2: Yeah, um, so we should move on now. Occasionally uh, on, on the podcast, I'm, I'm, I'm level with you a little bit more in recent weeks. We've uh, we've been asking you to send us in your questions and more long form uh, musings either to Leah com via the Patreon inbox or indeed via the DMs. Um, and this week's. Uh, Letter relates to something that we were discussing the last week on the pod uh, and and actually tangentially to what we were discussing with the state of Union thing with Australia mm-hmm. and their state of origin thing and that's the idea of a northern lions team which we we had some fun with last week um so we threw this about a bit last weekend and basically just said Simon Hammersley seven million times um <laughs> but uh <laughs> listener miles yeah indeed, and listener miles Burley's got in touch with the following uh. Alright right, gents, hearing you spitball the idea of a Northern Lions team, I thought I'd give it a shot. Stick into the following rules that I think you mentioned. Uh, Players born in the north of England, Scotland minus Edinburgh and the borders. Yeah. Northern Ireland um, plus Munster slash Cork and Wales minus Cardiff. That seems pretty sensible to me. Yeah. Um, Having limited experience of Wales, apologies in advance if some of the towns listed you would class as Southern. Anyway, here's my attempt. So, he's gone... uh, Loosehead Prop Dave Kilcoyne from Limerick yep. yeah yeah. yeah. Um, Ken Owens as hooker from Carmarthen absolutely absolutely. absolutely.
0: Uh, Thomas Francis the most northern energy of anyone
2: absolutely you, honestly you put him in a sort of wax jacket on the moors and you'd absolutely be yeah. in his element um, speaking of Yorkshire uh, tight head we've got Thomas Francis who was born in York yes. Um, yes. Uh, in fact
0: no, he's, he plays for Wales and he's a Yorkshireman I it's the most said
2: northern a thing. New Yorkshireman he's he's double <laughs> northern.
0: Yeah. He's yeah. he's everything. He is captain.
2: Everything well, about him is northern except his haircuts. Except
0: his haircuts. Which are yeah.
2: unacceptably southern.
0: Which yeah, it's not even that. Like it's <laughs> it, it he's got the haircut of someone who runs a poetry night in Soho. <laughs> a bad one as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants um, to run a rap night, but
2: oh god imagine Thomas Francis rapping (laughs) I am you know Alex Corbusiero kind of style but much worse because Alex Corbusiero has some semblance of flow and I'm not sure Tom does bless him
0: like Corbusiero's worked at it whereas Tom Francis I I don't think I've ever heard him speak actually
2: I don't think I've ever heard him speak I really hope that he's got a massively broad Yorkshire brogue I'd love that
0: (laughs) imagine Yorkshire Eminem (laughs)
2: <laughs> I mean I, I, well, if Lee was here right now we'd be here in yeah. Yorkshire Eminem but I level you I, yeah. I, 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 I can't the guarantee Roosh,
0: there you go
2: there you go see yeah. I can't I can't commit to Northern accents in the way that he can without <laughs> feeling like I'm being offensive
0: Dance, uh, <laughs> that's the best I've got Southern
2: Sh- that's not bad it's better than mine <laughs> um, yeah so anyway Alan Wynne-Jones uh, obviously uh, at yeah. number four lock Ian Henderson from uh, Craig Avon in Northern Ireland cool. uh, at yeah. number five Mark Wilson obviously Kendall oh, boy as oh, no, Kendall as the mint yeah. cake um, as, as blindside flanker and captain obviously at yeah. uh, number seven we got Hamish Watson who I did not know was born in Manchester but apparently he yes. is
0: yeah, yeah. So I remember hearing him speak as a pundit first time I think it was a It was actually the first time I was on this podcast back before I was relevant, back before anyone cared who I was, (laughs) back before I pulled on the mask, um, when Lee had me on as a punt. Um, And I think I mentioned that I was (laughs) really alarmed by having just heard Hamish Watson speak for the first time that week because I didn't realise he went to boarding school
2: Yeah, it's always the way with Scottish internationals. There's always a bit of a... And that's what makes Finn Russell, and we'll come on to Finn Russell, refreshing, because he sounds extremely Scottish, which is what we like.
0: I assumed Hamish Watson would just be kind of vaguely Scottish grunts. yeah well that's kind
2: of how he plays isn't it it's sort of like a ball of kind of grunting energy and I was expecting that kind of vibe all of our Scottish listeners are fucking hating this by the way Um, but I'm sorry guys Um, so at number 8 we've got uh, Josh Navidi which is a little bit of a stretch positionally, and also Bridgend is technically now Tory but we'll forgive. Oh, yeah. okay. But uh, as it's a recent occurrence and I I'm kind of hopeful that it won't last long. <laughs> um <laughs> that, that we'll we'll let I'll let it slide for the time being. Um
0: number is nine Josh Navidi the most northern I, I don't know. I'm sure there must be more northern back rowers. You'd it's... think so, wouldn't you? Mark Wilson can play eight. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure he can shuffle around who fit in the mould.
2: Oh well, Josh Beaumont, Blackpool.
0: Josh Beaumont yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah yeah, yeah. In terms yeah. of quality, I'd want Navidi over Beaumont for honest. Sure,
0: sure, but is that what we're picking on?
2: I think we're trying to pick the best yeah. team. Oh, okay. While also being northern. By. So yeah, number right. uh, number nine we've got Thomas Williams, uh from Triorke. Yeah. Uh, number ten, yeah. of course, we've got Finn uh yes. from the Bridge of Allen. Uh eleven, Jacob Stockdale from Lurgan. Uh mm-hmm. number twelve, Owen Farrell of Oral. Yeah. Uh, 13 Chris Harris from Carlisle that's the most northern centre partnership I could possibly imagine
0: (laughs) glorious glorious stuff isn't it yeah
2: Uh, Josh Adams of 14 it would actually work it's nicely balanced isn't it that's a great midfield yeah there's
0: something in this there is and then a 15 we've got get the northern 15 playing in (laughs) the honestly
2: I'm well up for for an English state of origin let's do it um, War of the Roses kind of thing but North versus
0: South <laughs> yes please um, Yeah, and all of rugby league in
2: yeah every single one of them but only the really like, and just go yeah. lads don't worry about rucks just just, <laughs> just play it by you. we do anyway
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mark Wilson does every ruck
2: <laughs> just leave it to Mark
0: Mark goes he's a team scrub yeah <laughs> he just
2: sort of looks looks on with a sort of steely determination and just shrugs and then just gets <laughs> sets about his task with his massive hands um, rounding out the 15 then we've got Will Addison uh, from Penrith and then subs he's even done subs we've got Elliot D Newport Rob Evans Haverford West uh, John Ryan from Bearings Scott Cummings Glasgow uh, Jamie Ritchie Dundee Ben Spencer from Stockport, which I did not have Ben Spencer of Stockport, but sure. Uh, George Ford, Oldham, and Chris Farrell, Belfast. <laughs> and they, And you'll notice there that that's a full 23 that has neither Josh Beaumont from Blackpool, Simon Amersley, Ross Harrison, who's from Bolton, Sam James from Manchester, Tom Cruise yeah. from Stockport, Gary Graham from Stirling, and Joel Hodgson from Newcastle. Throw that. All into the touring party. It's, I mean, there's so much They're Northern nice. there. So thank the you very sentence. much, Miles, for sending that in. That's really interesting.
0: The sentence, Tom Cruise from Stockport, delights me. <laughs> I know it's I, the other I, I, one, I, I, but. I
2: forgot, that's thing, I forgot to say, as is tradition, Tom Cruise, not that one,
0: yeah. which is the so, rules. There, obviously, hooker, Tom Cruise. There's, yeah. a, there's a hooker in the Gloucester Academy called Ethan Hunt, which is, oh of course, God. the name of Tom of Cruise's t- character in Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So one day they're going to play against each other <sighs> and I can't explain how excited I am to see
2: that. <laughs> Who's going to get the better of each other, Tom Cruise or Ethan Hunt? Yeah. I mean, Ethan Hunt is obviously, you know, a fictional character, but if he was real, he'd be a damn sight more yeah. effective than He's, Tom Cruise. But the then Tom Cruise
0: is Ethan British Hunt. Man. Exactly. It's Can we get... Uh, Guy who shares a name with Philip Seymour Hoffman's character from Mission Impossible Three, please. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, there was. Do you remember there was there was a um, was he a sail winger called Tom
0: Brady? Yes, uh, Northampton, uh, no, Leicester, Leicester. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Central wing. One yeah. of those guys. Um, but yeah, he was basically, um, yeah, like just they the people just were like, oh well, you're called Tom Brady. Let's let's write a yeah. new story about this. <laughs> which absolutely shouldn't have been a new story, but welcome to <laughs> news journalism in the, in the 2010s, I'm afraid. And
0: there's no way his parents could have known, which is the sad thing.
2: No, it's the thing. It's not and like, it's like the- Lou Reed. It's not no, like yeah. Lou Reed's parents, who absolutely did know and just did it for a laugh.
0: The Harley Davidson in MLR who played yeah. in the wing. Yeah, <laughs> his parents knew. They
2: knew what they were doing. Of course they
0: knew. So I'm called Robbie, and my parents always... Robert's on the birthday, my parents always intend to call me Robbie. And my brother is called William. So it's Robbie Williams. Um, and my... I know. But my parents apparently had the conversation where they realised and then thought, no, it'll be done by the time they're five. And boy, did that boy, not turn boy out did, to be the case. Boy,
2: boy, did they they get that one wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's still there. Every now and again, someone puts it together and just clocks it. And goes, Wait a second. <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, so we've got a couple of uh, other kind of tweets in on topics passing that I thought uh, we'd uh, talk about as well uh, while we're doing correspondence, including this revelation from Tom Finch. Uh, belatedly adding to the rugby side jobs chat from episode 202. Can't remember that. I'll level with you. Um, I feel honour bound to let you know that Bill Beaumont runs a luxury textiles company. I refuse okay. to believe that he is not, therefore, an interior designer. Now that... It's a fucking trip Yeah What is. sort of luxury textiles do you think Bill's into?
0: I don't know like, Sort of. Does he make the textiles That Dave Ward shops for?
2: Maybe like I, If I were to sort of guess looking at Bill Beaumont I'd assume that the textiles is into a tweed And some okay. sort of rich yeah. Italian leather But what exactly. if he's secretly into like florals? Paisley Ooh. You know, what if rugby's least high energy man has a deep and abiding love of flamboyant textile patterns and his entire house is just yeah. incredibly right. intricate, beautiful textile? I love that.
0: That'd be great. Picture it. Wardrobe ch- chairman, Bill Bowman, mm-hmm. you go around to his house. You're Gus Pichot Yeah. You're going in in your trainers and your suit. You're, you're. you suit. Of course you are. You walk in through the front door. The hallway decorated quite normally, but there's a few floral patterns there. Hmm. You know, nicely vanished, varnished rather yeah. floor. Then you head round into the main living room. Velvet, velvet oh. as far as the eye can see. Velvet sofa, velvet stools, velvet walls even. And
2: then velvet you look and you re- re- and you realise Bill's wearing a velvet smoking jacket. <laughs> yes, and I've it's just. just- <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's The Shining and you're stuck there
0: <laughs> yes, yes. he's got the carpet from The Shining
2: <laughs>
0: Bill Beaumont's direction is the kind of man that owns a snooker table
2: oh one million percent yes Yeah, that guy absolutely owns a snooker table and, and
0: it has its own room
2: yeah, yeah and it's got the proper lights and yeah. he's probably got it custom felted in one of the floral textiles that he really likes yes and yes yes <sighs> lovely stuff yeah, what a lovely got, thought
0: like, a variety of like six cues and he's got a favourite <laughs> and he always demands to have that one and any time it, yeah, yeah. it gets that by accident he kind of he kind of just says something to make them put it down and you'll take it you know they won't notice
2: and he never stop, He never fails to tell you anybody that visits that in 2007 Ronnie O'Sullivan came for a game around this table and yeah, he had yeah. a 130 break and yeah. he was really annoyed at himself and he played left handed <laughs> that's the only interesting thing that's ever happened in that snooker room
0: a, and god, know, he of, well, god he loves telling it god he does that and the time that and the time Brian Habana came around but
2: <laughs> those stories are not safe they're not the same they're not the same they're not the same time either <laughs> no because that would be too much in one game oh Brian and Ronnie oh I
0: bet there's like a handful of really wild stories that he alludes to constantly because <laughs> Pichot is kind of short and having to lean over the table massively to hit shots which I can't wait oh, yeah. to.
2: Yeah, because yeah. You know, Bill's a big man. He's a flipping, yeah. you know, he's a back row forward. So the table's slightly raised above what normal people's <laughs> height. And Gus yeah. is just desperately low. he basically <laughs> needs a stool and a rest to take a shot. <laughs> and he finds it all really emasculating. And that's the moment that he realises that there will be no reform of world rugby. Yeah. And he's just been toying with Almost him the whole time.
0: Made him bet making a good video game on a game of pool. <laughs> Uh, yes
2: yeah, so uh, Bill Beaumont flamboyant textiles who knew yeah. um, and then finally this came in as a shit good but I think it's worth okay. talking about here and it comes from Reuben Fisher who says good the two week discussion of military animals agreed yes um, yes shit that we've had no mention of Bamsa the Norwegian naval dog who would fetch his crew from the pub well fucking hell let's talk about Bamsa baby let's talk about you and me uh <laughs> Bamsert, which is Norwegian for big boy or teddy bear. <laughs> love, love that already. Okay. Hey. <laughs> was a Saint Bernard that became the heroic mascot of the free Norwegian forces during the Second World War. He was owned by the master of a Norwegian whale catcher called Thorod. <laughs> we'll gloss over the whale catchy part because, I mean... He's a... It was pressed and into Norwegian service...
0: Norwegian whale catcher called a four rod. Oh, I know, I know. is so isn't real. This is an adventure book from the
2: 1830s. I mean, it's Wikipedia. It might all be made up, but, you know, it was pressed it into service.
0: Sur- school days. So, like <laughs>
2: Thorod right Or well, Thorod I mean if you're Welsh that would be Thorod but I don't think it is in mm. Norwegian um, was pressed into service of the Norwegian Navy during the war and later was, was one of the very few Norwegian Navy vessels to make it to Britain after Norway's defeat by Germany where the Thorod was turned into a minesweeper and was based out of Montrose in Scotland oh, it was
0: just a game you play on your PC when yeah bored, that no one really gets that's something you're <laughs> inexplicably good at
2: yeah basically that yeah um, so now Bamsa go
0: on yes
2: was by any measure a good boy Um, and something of a local celebrity because I can't say this enough he was a fucking badass and I quote in battle he would stand on the front gun tower of the boat and the crew made him a special metal helmet love that would love to see the helmet um, his acts of heroism included Saving a young lieutenant commander Who'd been attacked by a man wielding a knife By pushing the assailant into the sea And then dragging that sailor back to shore When he'd fall- uh, Dragging another sailor back to shore Who'd fallen overboard He was also known for breaking up fights Amongst his crewmates By putting his paws on their shoulders Calming them down And then leading them back to the ship He was literally that one mate that goes Look, we've all had a lot to drink We're all mates here Let's just let's just get in the taxi and go home. But he's a dog. That's not all. But that's not all.
0: It's even better.
2: (laughs) One of Bump's tasks in Scotland was to round up his crew and escort them back to the ship in time for duty or curfew. To do this, he travelled on the local buses unaccompanied, and the crew bought him a bus pass which was attached to his collar. I love the fact that there was some dickhead bus driver in Montrose (laughs) that would contemplate charging a dog for a fucking bus ticket. Anyway, get
0: into the conversations.
2: <laughs> sorry, no, I'm sorry, mate. sorry, mate. We only take, we only take exact change. So,
0: yeah, uh... student ID, mate. But student ID.
2: <laughs> Bouncer would wander down to the bus stop at Broughton Ferry Road and take the bus down to Dundee. He would get off at the bus stop near his crew's favourite watering hole, the Bodega Bar, and go in to fetch them. Sadly, sadly, and this is where it gets very sad. Uh, Bamster didn't live to see the liberation of his beloved Norway, dying in yeah. July 1944 of heart failure. Uh, but he was buried with full military honours, and the funeral was intended by both uh, Norwegian and other Allied soldiers, along with many children from around Montrose. Um, and he remains an absolute legend, uh, both in Norway and in Montrose. He's got a statue on Montrose Harbour uh, that's bigger than life-size, and a matching one uh, in the harbour of Honigsvag in uh in Norway, where he's still regarded as a beloved symbol of Norway's fight for freedom, and the two basically the two bouncers basically are looking directly across the North Sea at each other,
0: which is <laughs>
2: which is just beautiful. Uh, he's actually awarded the Norwegian Order of Dogs in 1984,
0: no- Norway which has is an a, order of dogs,
2: which is apparently a thing. It's Norwegian, Norway's highest order, order of, dogs. of dogs, yeah.
0: Wow, Norway's what the a hit! Man. man,
2: what a genuine hero, oh, BAMSA!
0: Yeah. That thing about him looking at himself across the sea is the kind of thing that, in a different environment, could make me cry.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, that could Just think really about get it. Me. Yeah, It's joining Montrose and Norway in this sort of beautiful... But it's the, the sort of things were quite like... I, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole of mm. sea-based animals in the okay. Second World War. And have you ever heard about Unsinkable Sam?
0: It's, oh,
2: you have not heard about Unsinkable Sam? <laughs> Unless you mean orbiting. Uh, no. I mean, Unsinkable Sam uh, is a, a ship's cat, right? Who survived not once, okay. not twice, okay. but getting his ship sinking three times. Three different ships, right? Right. And not, not just any three ships, right? His first ship... The Titanic. No, the Bismarck. Okay. Quite a big deal. Quite a big deal. Yeah. So he starts off in a German ship. He's a German cat. His name was actually Oscar. Um, and the Bismarck was sunk after one of the most famous naval battles in history yeah. uh, in 1941. Um, and Oscar was found floating on a, basically a board and was picked out of the water by the British destroyer HMS Cossack, where he then became the ship's cat. Um, He served on board the Cossack for the next few months as they carried out escort duties in the Mediterranean, uh, and then it was severely damaged by a torpedo fired by a German U-boat. And once again, he was found fucking in the water, and they plucked him out, and he got taken to shore in Gibraltar. Then, having gained the nickname Unsinkable Sam, having survived two shipwrecks, he ended up on the aircraft carrier HMS Ark Royal, which uh, had actually been instrumental in the destruction of the Bismarck, which is a weird kind of thing. Um, but then he had no more luck there when when the ship was returning to Malta. It also was torpedoed in 1941 by a German U-boat and sunk again. Uh, and once again, he was fine. He got off it. Um, but at this point, people went, you know what? Maybe this guy isn't lucky. <laughs> Maybe this guy is <laughs> yeah. the opposite of that. The
0: exact <laughs> yeah. um,
2: So he was transferred to the offices of the governor of Gibraltar and then he was sent back to the United Kingdom where he saw out the remainder of the war, living in a seaman's home in Belfast called the Home for Sailors. He died in 1955. Sure. Uh, and there's a pastel portrait called Oscar, the Bismarck's cat, uh, mm-hmm. in possession of the National Maritime Museum in Greenwich. Some people that actually say that it is bollocks, but I choose to believe that Unsinkable that's Sam that's is a real thing.
0: Look, all I'm going to say is Sunrise Productions have had a lot of ideas. <laughs> They've only produced one feature film. And I've actually, no, there's a contact to set. hold on. Um, I am going to write an email to Sunrise Productions. Right now, right now. Right now. We're going to pause the saying, podcast,
2: we're going to write it right um, now.
0: What have you called, I'm Single Sam? Yeah, uh, the movie. Uh, yeah.
2: I mean, we can make it a double feature with a film about Bamsa. Yes, I mean, maybe um, there could be some sort of sort of like Avengersy tie up there, <laughs> you know. Uh,
0: should I include the Blood and Mud podcast,
2: or should I just write it on behalf of myself? I mean, you're you're welcome to guess. I mean, we'll we'll back you on this a hundred percent. There's no doubt about it.
0: Um, dear sir, madam, I'm writing on behalf of the Blood and Mud pod. We, they're going to hear our chat about um. About How shit! They think
2: they're yeah. Forget yeah. about the podcast. Pretend it doesn't happen. Pretend it didn't happen. Right. Okay. It happen. okay. you just yeah, Dear just sir, a-
0: madam. Uh, which I hate writing but I'm going to do it anyway yeah Uh, I'm writing to you on behalf of a cat uh, (laughs) (laughs) called
2: Unsinkable Sam
0: and a full feature film at that (laughs) none of this short film bollocks
2: minimum 200 million dollar (laughs) budget Yeah brackets, our picks Tom are available. I
0: Cruise in the voice cast. <laughs> if needs be, it can be the other one.
2: Yeah, we will overpay for all of the voice talent that can possibly... Who would make a good unsinkable Sam? Because... oh, Oh, see, 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 now. Now. If you're looking for, say, somebody that's like... You're looking to capture someone that yeah. has not just, you know...
0: Yeah.
2: Has not just been a German... You know, he's a German guy. You know, he's a German cat. Yeah, yeah. It's Oscar with a K. Okay. But then... Oh, okay. who's, Who better to portray that, but with the sort of Western whimsy that we all enjoy, mm-hmm. than Christoph Waltz?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Christoph Waltz
2: is... Unsinkable Sam
0: Quentin Tarantino's Unsinkable Sam This is his tenth and final movie <laughs> <laughs> You'll believe you've heard a cat say the N-word
2: <laughs> That's the tagline this is, yeah. You'll believe a cat can say the N-word <laughs> Samuel oh.
0: Jackson plays Big Boy the dog Yeah, yeah Oh mate, yeah Answer. I like this I'm all um, for no, this
2: I, I think <laughs> I, I think ultimately I want to stop this podcast right now and get to work on the screenplay but I think we should probably finish it
0: so Unsinkable Sam the movie subject heading Dear Sir, Madam I hope you're keeping well in certain times please make a movie bracket and a full feature film at like that none of the short film bollocks about Unsinkable Sam the cat he is a legend and a hero and deserves <laughs> lots of recognition many thanks rackets uh, Robbie, much oh, more
2: yeah. so than that weird ruckly fuck <laughs> <laughs> sure sure he's promoting uh, no, no, promoting I want to keep, keep the... Adderall addicted fucking bulldogs to the kids um, I, I won't stand for well it
0: on their website the picture of ruckly he's spinning like six rugby balls on top yeah
2: of physically each other? impossible for starters it's
0: not possible yeah, it's no, just not doable. no. Right. physics, clear,
2: physics says it's no, no.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry no. it just
2: doesn't work Okay. Elliot, uh, Elliot D has proven that you can only spin one
0: absolutely he's put a lot of time and effort into that <laughs> it's always a delight seeing Elliot D spinning it while he's waiting for everyone else to stop faffing it out. Uh,
2: genuinely it makes me happier than it should do
0: yeah
2: because it, it just shows that he's not taking life too seriously exactly and I think we can all learn from that
0: it's like such so, a yes. moment of levity in the last minute of that Australia Wales game. It was actually he it the <laughs> it he was slow. It he was like, oh, Someone's calm.
2: Yes, someone is not nearly bricking it as much as I am right now.
0: I had an elderly <laughs> Japanese man sat next to me in the, in the ground. Um,
2: Very different experience. And
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. He just he joins me most of the time. He watches most games with me, hmm. um, and he so I was talking I talked to him a bit half time he was saying you know, he goes a lot of rugby and he was just amazed and overwhelmed by the fact that there was 20,000 people here to watch it rather than like the 20 people that normally would game. <laughs> um and was then you know talking about whatever and I'll say I mentioned like I get very anxious watching Wales play and then he had this thing because Wales had quite a big lead at half time and after Australia scored the first try he kind of went like well 13 points it's like a, you know it's okay it's okay you're know, hmm. still quite far ahead and then it was kinda when Australia scored a it was like six points. <laughs> and then when it kinda You, you ain't fucking helping,
2: mate. No.
0: It then came down and he then turned to me after Australia scored whatever the last thing was. And he then went, One point. <laughs> and
1: then he's like, yeah, I know. I mate, know. I can
2: see the fucking scoreboard, pal. You're not helping.
0: And then where, you know, Patrick drops that goal or whatever, they kicked the penalty, and he goes, four points. Four points. <laughs>
2: I, I mean I, I feel like I need this guy to watch wall rugby with me just because it <laughs> seems quite re- he seems much more chill about it all than I am so
0: yeah but he was he was loving it and he was loving how anxious I was and was watching and laughing as I was sort of pulling my hair out on the side <laughs> oh brilliant thanks mate
2: yeah. much appreciated. <laughs> yeah. he shook
0: oh. my hand and was delighted at full time as well oh, he was oh, great he was, he, was, he, was, he was a lad uh, right, right send this email um, yeah send it mate. yeah sure send smash it. It. it off send, send it right, Lovely. if I get a reply um, I'll let you know
2: brilliant and there endeth the correspondence.
0: And the correspondence <laughs> just began, but with Sunrise Productions.
2: <laughs> this is just the beginning of our correspondence. Um, so, should we briefly talk about things that we learned from the weekend? Then, given that sure. we are, you know, eighty yeah. minutes into this podcast, um, things I learned from this weekend. Um, the dragons appear to have been naughty boys, actually. Mm.
1: <laughs> Look,
2: we were both here last week when I think we both defended the Dragons against a lot of the flack that they were getting for signing Jamie Roberts in a sort of let them have their moment for being the big spenders, for fuck's sake, was the general vibe. However, um, since then, the Blues and Toby Booth, who seems genuinely terrifying these days... um, have both directly claimed that there was an agreement between all four regions that no new sign-ins would be made due to the whole massive financial uncertainty thanks to COVID thing um, now and also as in light of the huge pay cuts being enforced on players and staff throughout the sport in Wales it was sort of said should we not be dickheads about this and not spend any more money on signing new players and just try to look after the staff and players that we've already got and um, now, if that's true, and the Dragons decided to see that as an opportunity to have a free run at signing five Welsh, Welsh internationals with the cash they'd saved from making other players and staff take pay cuts, I mean that is quite shit behavior, isn't
0: it? Mm, yeah, I will add though the part of the story everyone's ignoring mm. is that there was another signing made by one of the Welsh regions in the time in which uh, supposedly was that? it was off limits. Is that Johnny it's Williams play? Stephen Bloody Myler. <laughs> For some reason, no one's upset about Stephen Myler joining the Ospreys.
2: <laughs> I think that's probably because the Ospreys didn't have a fly-off that was fit. Yes.
0: <laughs> and they went, yeah, fair enough, you can you can yeah, sign yeah. that guy. He's, he's not really fit, he's got arthritis saying it, but otherwise, <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the Ospreys haven't got any leg to stand on at all, but the Blues can be understandably furious. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, I get it. I know, I'm sorry for Dragons fans because I don't think it's very fair that you're get like people are trying to harsh your buzz when you've yeah. got the best team you've had in years. Um, but also, it just shows once again the sort of horrible shit show that is Welsh rugby union politics and yeah. all of this. You know, Wru obviously wanted these players in Wales so they'd be eligible for Wales, and when and so they decided to use the region that they owned to get them in regardless yeah. of what they agree and it's just it just it doesn't make anyone look good to be no. honest it really it doesn't again
0: of Rowland's Holmes and Tom Tompkins was in talk of all of them but Holmes and Rowland's looked like they were close to done deals pre yes certainly Six Nations or close after certainly once they had caps and yeah Tompkins um, was
2: certainly leaning more towards the Scarlets or the Blues than the Dragons yeah. before all this happened. Ross Moriarty was rumoured to be quite close to the Ospreys signing yeah. him at one point. Um, you know, I think
1: it's
2: it's just one of those things where some, it feels like something untoward and unfair has happened. And yeah. it's not any fault of anybody in the Dragons fan base. Or even you can't really blame the Dragons coaches for going, fuck yeah, we'll take those yeah. five fucking good players. But it's just... It's just annoying and sort of unseemly that the WIU's kind of unf- uneven situation where they own a region that is supposed yeah. to be cooperating with the other three regions, but they're actively using to com- it to compete with the other.
0: It's just the whole thing. It's just and bad. It's also a shame that this has to come up when the dragons are finally looking good. for the first. Absolutely. Time, Richard Fussell was there. Yeah, um, because I want to turn this back. We've got off track with all the military animals and other rugby talk. Talking about Richard Fussell, yeah. the, the, important the most underrated player of the last twenty years, possibly <laughs> the best player of the last twenty years. Um, uh, I'll, I'll let you
2: just, I'll let you commit to that. Those, then, yeah.
0: So his last two seasons at the dra- where the Dragons were pretty good. You know, they weren't yeah. necessarily great, but they were relevant. When he Fussell was hot was pissed there. for the Dragons
2: that year. That he last two dragon. years, he really he was, was
0: great, but alas you know not to be these things happen you know Um, yeah but the Dragons finally have a good team for the first time since and it's been marred in this whole shit show it's a real fucking shame isn't it I get it but yeah it feels mostly like a shame that this has happened and it in a way that was said last week you know it feels there's this slight bitterness in it in the fact it's the Dragons that have signed these teams Mm. rather than anyone else but I, I get it I get the the, the complaints. I just wish this didn't have to come up every time anything happened in World Rugby.
2: Me too. And I think that's, that's the thing that. Can we just not do things that are above board and sensible?
0: Yeah. yeah. Can,
2: we, can we not just constantly be in fighting and trying to fucking take advantage of each other and. Exactly. It's just so boring above for board, everybody.
0: Unlike Oscar the Cat.
2: <laughs> well he was above board until he was overboard, to be fair. Yes,
0: yeah. He was around <laughs> boards. He was actually on the internet in yeah, two
2: thousand and two. Around the boards, very
0: yeah.
2: nice. Yeah. Uh so what have you learned from this weekend, Robbie?
0: Um the the Crusaders are really, really good. Yeah. Um, I haven't learnt that, but the thing did, kind of rammed it home didn't it yeah I mean they divided the celebrations in that in that they're given the trophy this week but Scott Robertson's going to do his breakdowns next week
2: oh that's which nice which is quite Isn't nice
0: because it's given yeah. us a chance to kind of to, to break it up a bit yeah, uh, yeah, which is cool yeah. you know they've officially won the title now in the way really we should have assumed they did from about week two you know, the moment they turned up and they had their proper team out, rather than
2: uh, yeah, like, well, their, their first game was week two, wasn't it? And you went, oh yeah, yeah they're going to win this, obviously.
0: Exactly, right? Like, yeah, we kind of knew that before, and now we definitely know it. So who cares? Yeah, uh, the trophy is slightly mad. It's so uh, a plank of wood uh, with a sword on it.
2: Big. I, one of my goods for this week is that trophy because is a uh, correct proportions to a normal human being. Which yeah, not has not always been a given with Super Rugby trophies, no. um, and also it's not boring. Yeah, you know it's interesting, oh, it's cool. unique, yeah. it's culturally relevant. It'll look really cool on the Crusaders trophy cabinet next to all these boring Super Rugby trophies that they've had over the years. Yeah,
0: into there it. Something with how reminiscent it is of the logo they had to change. But mm. Otherwise, you know, I I'm into it. I like it and. That was the, the big takeaway from this weekend, <laughs> is how good it looks in all photos and how you've got to squint really the does. sword in half of them.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what I learned from this weekend is that I'm I'm really glad Warren Gatlin's ten week nightmare is over. Um, yeah, it's weird to think that Gatlin's probably going to view going off to coach the Lions, which is arguably the toughest, and most demanding job in all <laughs> of rugby union, um, as a welcome fucking break after what's happened to the last ten games. But honestly. I'm starting to think that if Super Rugby Osro had gone on much longer he'd have gone and cleaned his own windows again just in the hope of fucking falling <laughs> off um, we've, basically, we've basically discussed every week what's gone wrong <laughs> for Gatland and the Chiefs uh, from bad luck to terrible refereeing decisions to an injury crisis that has robbed of everybody good by Brad Weber um, and losing flipping Bosch here in Kane this weekend was yet another yeah. just this, you can't catch a fucking break but I think, I honestly think a year away to sort of digest all of this will be an interesting exercise for him and his sort of long term future as a coach. Because, like, we were talking about Scott Robinson earlier, you know, he's a coach that that's demonstrating that he's not wedded to anything and that he's able and willing to evolve in yeah. a variety of ways. And, like, there's definitely questions like for all the shit lucky had, there's definitely questions that need to be asked about how he's coached the last 10 weeks mm. and how his the demands of super rugby are different to the demands of Wales it's too reductive and obvious to question his tactics like a lot of people are because that's the weird thing that everybody does when things aren't going well for Warren Gatland that they don't yeah. do with other coaches for some reason it's the system and the tactics every time it's Gatlin goes
0: because they're not fun to watch you know yeah uh, plays what you call in versus commas winning rugby and yeah so he does and when it's
2: not winning it oh.
0: a, a bat to hit him with yeah well uh, I, uh, like I just think it's just people saying people writing off Warren Gatlin because of tennis. oh yeah and people are kind of now going, oh, actually, was he ever that good a coach? he just get lucky with Wales. <laughs> yeah. Just like, yeah. Yeah, you people get, yeah, people know. get lucky
2: when they coach Wales. That's what happens.
0: <laughs> yeah. But like, look at the absolute shit show. Not just that Welsh rugby, was when he took over, you know, the, the quarterfinal ex- or pre-quarter-final exit and everything, the full-stage exit. Yeah. But the shit show he had to deal with every single week. Well, yeah, constantly. And other PVAC and so on, won't deal as well with it. And if they do, it's because they watch Gatland. <laughs> Yeah, so well, so consistently. Well, fucking great. Basically,
2: Graham Henry, the week before last, basically said that coaching Wales nearly killed him. Because <laughs> the, ten- the constant spotlight and the constant pressure and the yeah. relentless expectation and questioning and demands, and you cannot walk out of the fucking house without somebody telling you. Like He literally said, it was a, like, one of the best times of my life, but it was also, it nearly killed me because of how intense it was and Warren Gatman did it for 11 years
0: yeah and won shitloads. loads yeah. he raised the standards people expected as well people yeah thought Wales were going to be contenders for world cups and they yeah. were going to be in the hunt for every six nations
2: yeah all of a sudden Wales have a rough you know a rough six nations under Wayne Pivac mm. and you know aren't challenging for the title and people are going um, well is this guy any good or what Whereas, you know, finishing maybe fourth or third in the Six Nations for a rookie coach before Warren Gatland, but it can be considered a pretty good fucking return. Yeah, yeah. And that just shows the level that he, you know, the standards that he raised for us as a nation yeah. that people haven't quite appreciated. I don't think.
0: And I don't think this Chiefs team a bad side by any stretch. You know, we, we talked about it. Look how now, closely
2: but... how closely they've lost so yeah, many games and how, game. you know. There's, there's definitely an ask, you know. This Super Rugby, there's a question, uh, a sort of argument to be made that, in terms of, the standard of rugby, mm. in terms of the pace, the intensity of the play, you know, it's probably been the most intense club rugby competition I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, for a, a coach coming in for, you know, his first taste of Super Rugby, for, you know, over yeah. fifteen, twenty years, basically. It's, it was, you know, it's a big ask to come into something that is basically a cup final every weekend.
0: Yeah, I mean, Perinara said this is completely unsustainable. To the tournament, we yeah. are one off. Like we, we can't <laughs> we, manage. This.
2: We don't want to do this again. Yeah,
0: no. because it's it's been so intense, and the standards have been consistently high. And the thing James Gemmell said about it being the best standard competition consistently I've ever seen. You know, like, I, I yeah. get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I know. agree. Into it, we've said you know, it before. Like it's very samey and there's it a is. lack of niggles but it has well, been we
2: cannot deny quality. how the quality is yeah like yeah. The, 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 the the issues that I have with it are more to do with narrative and meaningfulness of it yes. And this, but the in terms of the quality of the rugby it's been fucking remarkable you know yeah. and and you also look at that that Chiefs team and even the players that haven't been injured you know you look at somebody like Aaron Cruden or Damian McKenzie or yeah. you know even Brad Weber, like you think like is Aaron Cruden a, a Warren Gatlin fly off? No. Is Damian McKenzie a Warren Gatlin fullback? You McKenzie know it
0: kinda uh, works in the Shane mold and every now and again Gatlin would make make accounts for some he'd kinda of go, Well, you know, I'll let you do I agree. It, uh, and, uh, spectacular.
2: But I think he still deep down doesn't want him playing at fullback, which is a position that he absolutely does not want that to happen from. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so, you know I you know, maybe he's be better off moving the 10 but it'll be interesting to see what happens when he's away
1: mm.
2: because I mean, if all of a sudden right. they become good
0: yeah, oh boy well, they could play Gatlin's tactics and win four games and people would say this is a huge improvement yeah, yeah. that's true Yeah, um, people would call for him to be gone and people would be missing actually the foundations he put in place and the fact that I, I hold this Chiefs team is one win away from being brilliant as well Probably is. Any, yeah yeah, any yeah, yeah. Point, you know, that's very true needed momentum as all yeah, all yeah. seem to but yeah you know it's we keep going in circles on the Chiefs and they have kind of become the talking point in this tournament more than any of the other teams you've a yeah. oh, pretty or good rugby yeah. Than, yeah, than yeah more winning is the yeah. rugby
2: yeah. yeah it's interesting isn't it? mm. speaking of which uh, Ardy Surveyor might not be able to sell a dummy but he's got a real promising future in contemporary dance Oh, honestly yes. the poise the extension the way he committed to that with his eyes it was almost balletic in his execution. Yeah. The, the, its execution and that still going up I think <laughs> no, <I can> <laughs> the best look was the look on Brad Weber's face which went from sort of confusion as if he was expecting Surveyor to do something really impressive
0: mm.
2: as it, you know it's like oh well, you've done you must have something up your sleeve here pal and then this sort of Weary realization that no, no, okay, I'm just going to tackle you now, then. <laughs> it was, yeah, uh, of all the things to happen over the weekend, and there were many, many good things. I think it was just, so that was just my I favorite part.
0: I realize it was a Saturday, and I slept in this Moza game. Um, and, and then you, you not, woke up to a lot of this. <laughs> exactly. I opened Twitter, <laughs> and I sort of saw before the video loaded, like, a, whoa, look at this dumb, what a dummy by Ardy Surveyor. Like, <laughs> and it was like what a dummy yeah that's not in a, a good way certainly when you say it's a huge dummy it's, yes it is it's still going it's still <laughs> still going. fucking
2: going <laughs> oh right I can just uh, imagine
0: that James Hook watching that at home and going I need to come out of retirement yeah for an even bigger if that's, dummy. If that's what the, dummy. if
2: that's what a dummy is now then clearly I need, need to start around my ankles and just do a full sort of <laughs> you know like an axe chopping mech all the way yes. from top to bottom oh glorious stuff right okay I think that's the week Um, because yeah I mean the Crusaders won everybody knew they were going to
0: win yeah
2: Um, should we do some shit good
0: let's let's
2: Let's. Uh, you got any should we start with let's start with shit yeah why not what have you got for shit Robbie
0: Uh, so I had you know Gatland just being hounded Uh, yeah and also the, the, the dragons thing being I guess hounded again um, I actually think we've sort of touched on all of my shit so far um, but we've on uh, let's,
2: let's, 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 so far let's to pray nobody takes that particular sentence out of context and makes it an audio clip <laughs> we've
0: touched on all of my shit this, is, this has been going on whilst you've been listening there's been a separate game over the webcam <laughs> it's been
2: really fun really enjoyable
0: Yeah, um, we're going to sell the rights to Sunshine Productions
1: that's fucking um, right we are if they'll
2: have a, if, if they've got any budget left over after the uh, unsinkable Sam biopic
0: I can tell you exclusively they have not yet replied <laughs>
2: that shit. Um, shit for me uh, whoever at the Ospreys decided to let Regan Grace get out of their youth system and sign for St Helens yeah yeah. Did, did you see that I mean everybody's fucking seen that hat trick now Two fucking Jason Robinson-esque length of the field efforts sandwiched in between an unbelievably acrobatic one-handed touchline finish. I mean, I don't want to speak ill of Keelan Giles because I enjoy Keelan Giles a great deal. But, I mean, they're the same age and they were in the same Ospreys youth team. A, that must have been a very fun Ospreys youth team in the sort of, you know... 2009 to 2013 sort of era at so, mm. uh, Mini's Rugby those pair must have been a fucking nightmare but honestly he looks like the real deal the WIU should be doing everything in their power to get that guy you don't see pace like that very often no in our sport
0: no. he looks very good
2: and, and vision as well
0: just, yeah yeah, that's it as well isn't it it's, it's vision and yeah it's almost scary um you have reminded me how much I've missed Keaton Giles though mm. because he was great Keaton Giles was
2: and remains it. great
0: yeah he's blocked me on Twitter which oh. honestly <laughs> I don't blame him for because i the shit I talk about the Ospreys like um, I that, I took I mean, a second and I thought actually no fair enough fair enough
2: <laughs> see this is like when I discovered that Lee Byrne had blocked me on Twitter I still
0: don't know why I still don't know why, no. why Lee Byrne's blocked me what What do I do it was Lee? about 12 or 13 I tweeted something about Lee Burn having a bad game and he replied and I was 12
2: <laughs> I mean what's really depressing for every, most of the people listening here Robbie is that you just went mm. I was 11 or 12 and I tweeted something and it's like I got my, <laughs> my first well I got yeah. Twitter in 2009 and I was a full time employed in a job after my degree so um, that's how old I, I feel right I now I
0: would have been maybe 40 maybe 40 <sighs> is that any better
2: not really, mate. I'll level okay. with you. <laughs> 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 so yeah, Regan Grace, Fair very uh, very good. Letting him go, yeah. very shit. Uh, also shit, Brinnell's hands. Um, yeah. Mate, hold the ball in two fucking hands. I know it doesn't look as cool, but then you don't get it knocked out of your hands as you go over the line.
0: This is the other thing. that So when when you open the, again, Twitter and you see these kind of little highlights from Super Rugby Outdoor um, and the one that was doing the round was that Richie Moran try, tried, which is very mm. good. And then when watching, uh, you know, the game back, you see that try, and i uh, know well, why isn't this the try that's being shared everywhere? <laughs> oh, and then you see that's fine. why. Right, okay. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yep, never mind. Let's move on here. Yeah,
2: it's not good, is it? Um, other shits from going out and turning to Twitter. Uh, Border Badger one says, shit is World Rugby extending the three-year residency thing. Uh <laughs> by 12 months I don't understand the reason of this neither do I. Mm, I I cannot understand why the pandemic depends, has, yeah. de- has somehow meant that they've decided to defer the increase it doesn't make any sense whatsoever however good from a Scotland point of view is that it means Pierre Schumann uh, is going to be eligible to Scotland in 2021 rather than 2023 yes so uh, yeah so um, I guess
0: they'll take it friend of the pod Cammy Black of the Scotland Rubber podcast suggesting that it's possible that Schumann could get called up for the Lions when a first cap for the Lions before a cap for Scotland yep. and therefore still be eligible to play for the Springboks they could call Ooh. him up the following week oh. and he could play for both sides in the b- test b- oh. that would be
2: for starters what a tactical advantage that would give the Springboks
0: he know. was literally
2: in camp with you guys <laughs> now we're just going to call him up oh wow Razzie
0: would do that there's not many oh. some coaches would think sportsmanship Razzie has a level of actually I enjoy being a shit out about it yeah and I respect and the I love
2: shit it. out of yeah. that I really He's, do
0: of course a close friend of mine um, <laughs> of course close personal friend thinks yeah.
2: you're very funny and rightly so
0: yes very very funny <laughs> you know. there's two berries in that <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: very pedantic about what Razzie runs <laughs> no say. no no I would be too wouldn't we all um <laughs> Ian Alexander on Twitter uh, says shit is Welsh rugby Twitter tearing itself apart over the Dragons signing yeah we all agree with that um he also says good is Richie Munger's try uh, and shout out to Mark Mark Jones coaching there which uh yes very good uh Rhys not so shit is Sam Kane's luck yeah he's almost got a Welsh propensity to get injured when it looks like he's finally getting back to his best form agreed um yeah and uh Dennis Suter says good is BT Sport removing the Tomahawk chop and Ross Mather says but shit is them using the war bonnet wearing extra fan in a promo yeah I mean a lot of people saying that it's shit that they've changed the uh, eligibility rules for no real reason uh, Anna yeah. sell says shit the Lib Dem counsellors in Cardiff being arseholes about the Blues using the leisure centre to train after giving up their training ground for a hospital I mean yeah I think okay. we can all agree it's a bit yeah. much that. Um.
0: Ian Bradshaw, oh, no, yeah, do you have one?
2: Uh, no crack on.
0: No, yeah, Ian Bradshaw said, and this should have been in shape. I forgot about it. Uh, Jack Dempsey's wedgie attempt. Oh my
2: god, it was awful.
0: He says, "Forgive me, flashback attempts the first year at senior school." But <laughs> frankly, it's just one of the worst fights in rugby history it's terrible I thought
2: somebody was like oh there's a proper bit of fucking aggro in this this Reds game and I was like oh yeah yeah and it's like oh what somebody gave somebody a wedgie and then there was some shoving and fuck off they're
0: like they're really theatrically going for it like it's not a bit of shithousery like you know gently tugging on it and making him uncomfortable he's doing it for show you know it's like a mm. James Haskell bit of antics or Joe Marler <laughs> or someone you know like, it's sort of like oh, look at him isn't he crazy what a character it's like, no just start a fight just punch him who cares <laughs> just punch him him.
2: Uh, finally then shit uh, actually I've got two no I'm going to save the one for good actually Um, but yeah Neil Webber says uh, shit is the innuendo about a club challenging for the top four and salary cap breaches say who it is or don't report it until you can because it's hurting my good I think he's a Bristol fan Um, yeah I think the reason that they aren't saying anything is because if they say it and it's not true then they get sued (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, yes so there's his shit should we move on with good I'm sure uh, good uh, I like the fact that Reese Patchell hasn't taken off his Stay Strong for O's wristband in six years really uh, I noticed on the S4CC rugby show this week uh, that he was wearing it even mm-hmm. to do some media stuff and honestly you don't keep wearing something like that you know fucking rubber wristbands are very very 2008 oh absolutely and you know, you don't keep wearing something like that as a professional player six years on unless it's something that really meaningful, really meaningful to you. Yeah. And um, Corey Allen still wears his two and still does the Owen Williams gesture when he scores. And honestly, yeah. I, I just I thought about that and I was watching it last night and it says something really great about rugby to me, yeah. uh, which is, you know, he was, Owen Williams was injured six years ago. He's been out of the game now probably longer than any of these boys were his teammates. Uh, and yet they still want to sort of, Make sure that nobody forgets him, and that the worst public never forgets him. And that's that for me is is rugby, yeah. and it was yeah. yeah, just really nice to see. So yeah, I'm going to be a bit fucking earnest for a change. I,
0: no, absolutely, and that that fits in with dogs looking each other at a. Exactly. That. Looking each other across the ocean. Exactly. With it's things that will make me cry in the right <laughs> atmosphere. Like, get, get that sunrise yeah. productions. Get that in the film. There <laughs> needs to be a bit where one dog wears a wristband for six years.
2: Absolutely. Um, good for them and shit for everybody else Uh, the fact that the Crusaders and Leinster have spent their lockdown working together to make each other even more terrifying (laughs) Um, and the best part from a for fuck's sake Wales point of view is that the programme seems to have been initiated which if anybody doesn't know um, basically the Leinster did a load of analysis on the Crusaders Crusaders did a load of analysis on Leinster they they game plan for each other and worked out how they'd exploit each other's weaknesses and then they basically compared notes so... Uh, oh,
0: interesting
2: Yeah, so the best part of that like they did a proper sort of opponent's analysis as if they were playing each other next weekend and they looked at each other's and looked at their patterns and looked at all this stuff and went, this is how we'd beat you and then they just shared it with each other
0: that's just so, what we need isn't it the, yeah the exactly club teams in the world are trying to make each other better
2: yeah do you want to know what the, the best for fuck's sake Wales part of this is
0: oh no go on
2: uh, the programme seems to have been they basically did it over Zoom a lot right. over the lockdown apparently and the programme seems to have been initiated by the fact that Robin McBride and Mark Jones are mates
0: Right.
2: So two Welsh coaches at the two best teams on the planet have exploited that Welsh connection to make the best team in the Pro 14 even better at beating Welsh teams and the best team in New Zealand better at beating everyone.
0: Can they give Um,
2: those secrets
0: to like RGC who can beat the Crusaders? (laughs) Just hand
2: it to a region. Just Mark Jones, just just send a a quick DM to someone with just a couple of little words of advice. Um, But yeah, I thought it was really interesting and innovative and I think... There's, there should be more north-south cooperation like that until obviously yeah. we have our fucking north-south fucking Old super South game yeah. yeah and then obviously it'll all be much more so, too serious they for can, that
0: they can play on that weekend
2: the two of them together indeed yeah.
0: that's
2: a good point yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, what other what, what goods have you got Robbie?
0: I am not going to lie to you. I don't have anything written down for good. And I've been desperately trying to think of <laughs> There's anything. Good. There's nothing good. There's oh, no, nothing good. The one kind of thing that I've realised is good, and it's weird, mostly, yeah. is that I'm actually looking forward to watching the Ospreys play in two weeks' time. And I realised that over the weekend. I was like, no, I am genuinely looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Also,
2: for starters, because I feel like I, I like the look of Toby Booth. He seems yeah. like a a sort of... A, a lunatic, but the sort of lunatic I can get behind. Yeah, um, and I don't know. I just feel like it can't be as bad as it was before the lockdown. No. So, and yeah,
0: I've genuinely missed them. You know, it's just me really too. Nice to see everyone run out, like
2: I haven't been able to root for a rugby team earnestly and with genuine yeah. conviction since fucking March
0: exactly it's been way too long I've missed it I like I want to know how Lloyd Ashley's doing you know yeah and all of the kind of like the mid-tier players who occasionally you see one tweet that they've you know they've painted their wall in their kitchen yeah. oh it's it. James King that's what I want yeah. to know exactly a, what's was James yeah. Dan Baker how are you doing all of, all of the boys is <laughs> it Mark Thomas assigned for Queens good on him he would have qualified yeah. here yeah have a Gareth Thomas yeah. <laughs> I want to know well, how are the <laughs> lads like
2: completely agree like I'm I'm just in general I'm excited that rugby's in the northern hemisphere is less than seven days away and you know Pro 14 is less than a fortnight away it's just it feels like something good and happy Um, that
0: is my good info
2: indeed Uh, Will Gaines uh, Marginal Gaines on Twitter says good is obviously RD Surveyor's full on circle of life dummy which is a (laughs) glorious,
0: (laughs) glorious way to describe it um yeah. uh It's right. That's from the version of The Lion King made by Sunrise Productions.
2: Yes, that actually is, isn't it? Yeah. Ardy Surveyor is a huge dummy. <laughs> but he's holding yeah, Simba. The, yeah. He's holding the Simba the whole yes. time. But Simba, in this case, is that weird cricket lion. Yes. That, uh, <laughs> and if people haven't gone to the website of Sunshine Productions and found this graphic of all the mascots it's going to be very confusing for them i've just realized sure, this sure but probably right. shouldn't have based an entire podcast on it really <laughs> but we're under nine minutes in now so no. fuck it yeah. um yes so uh, other goods graham golvin uh gets in and this i mean he's fucking stitched me up proper here but good is the amazing story of uh ulujare ogontebeu i'm gonna say um uh, brackets he says I wouldn't attempt to pronounce that either well I just did uh, who um, is a 6 foot 820 kilogram Scottish qualified Nigerian lock who's been playing club rugby in South Africa and uh, he lived in one of the roughest areas of Edinburgh for 12 years um, before moving to South Africa with his parents um, and taking up rugby and now he's got a trial for Edinburgh okay and um, where wow, okay. you know it's he's apparently very very raw and he admits that okay. he didn't take up rugby pretty he took up rugby pretty late and the first time he stole a line out, he was didn't realize he was allowed and gave the ball back um which is sort of <laughs> lovely stuff um but yeah he's 6 foot 8 in 120kgs um and a, and a a big fucking lad and so yeah it'd be interesting to see and Rich, you know apparently loads of clubs in England were after him but because he uh, lived in Scotland until he from the ages of 2 to 14 he was like no I want to go back to Edinburgh I want to go back to oh. Scotland and you know I've still got friends and I've still got sort of non-related aunties and uncles over there that I yeah. want to you know I, so yeah he, Richard Cockros got him in on trial um, I can only imagine the absolute glee that must greet Richard Cockrell when a six foot eight hundred and twenty kilogram fucking lock yeah. walks. It was out rough as uh, old boots in terms of his skills, but it's just he probably just looks at that and just thinks, Yes, yes, yes I can use this. <laughs> the old just punch in line comes out. <laughs> Absolutely, it does. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I think we'll all we'll be very excited to kind of yeah. see what what happens with you all can't
0: that. Catch a tackle, but.
2: But you fuck knows where the ball is. <laughs> so
0: ball, Richard Cockrell will
2: decide him, and he's got the clearance to uh, to steal a out or two. Clearly, yes. um, Tony Sylvester says good is uh, BT showing all uh, the premierships restart matches live uh, and making them available for free for season ticket holders. Um, I love with you I think it's ridiculous that BT don't show all the matches live anyway but it is very good exactly. that yeah. it is the very good the that they are making them free for season ticket holders
0: Yeah. the amount of times they've gone oh I quite fancy watching Northampton play whoever nope and you get, oh I, I can't <laughs> right okay fine there's not even another match that clashes with it I just can't watch it
2: no it's, it's bizarre isn't it
0: yeah
2: yeah uh, Matt Jules says good the shape on Mark Jones's calves uh, genuinely fabulous shape gotta give it to him okay He's been uh, he's it. been he's been hitting the leg press big style that's all I can say um, and then Neil Weber says good is Sinclair slash Radrada based anticipation I think deep down we've all kind of got a little bit of Sinclair Radrada based oh, Bristol
0: yeah. oh, just him doing those sexy hands from last year but <laughs> dropping i mean it, it's sexy you're throwing an actual semi in you know it's gonna i've made this <laughs> joke enough times that you know it's a good joke
2: though like, yeah. a, good, a good joke bears repeating as many times as you can get away with Semudana, it in my opinion
0: inappropriately named because he gives me a full-on erection
2: absolutely <laughs> nice. but you think about it like because I, I was doing the... I, I was playing uh, Rugby Challenge and I, I was basically updating Bristol squad. Okay. And, I mean, it's the thing is, it's not only Brad Radha and Carl Sinclair. It's fucking Rato Nalago as well. Hello. Who is Hello. fucking quick. Yeah. And Max Malins, who's shit up. And you've Ben got, Earl.
0: You've already got Charles Piotel. Yeah. You've got a back Morahan you've got a back row.
2: You've got yeah, Morahan staying. So you've got a back yeah. the back three is Piertown, Morahan, either Alapati Leua or um Nalago. And then you've got Radrada presumably at thirteen mm-hmm. and you know, Piers O'Connor who's decent enough yep. at twelve. And Callum Sheedy and and Harry Randall or Chris Cook as your halfbacks that is f- fun Vietal. as f- oh sorry I forgot about fucking Max
0: Malins who can play fullback back or 13 as well yes off the bench I mean it's they've got Ciali's beer if they still yeah, had 2C yeah. PC they could have put out a full South Sea Islander backline. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and <laughs> no, I, I think weird. we'll all be
2: a little, we'll all be sad that that won't happen I know and then I'm... you've got the back row right you've mm. got Nathan Hughes yes you've got Stephen Luatua. yes who's and presumably at seven this year you'll have Ben Earl. which yes, please. Oof, yes, please. But also, you've got they've got Mitch Eadie back from Northampton, who's very good. Nice, okay. Yeah. They've got Jake Heenan, who was very good for Connacht
0: mm-hmm.
2: a few years ago and had some injury problems, but still remains very good. And you've got Dan Thomas, who's probably the best Welsh album not yeah. playing in Wales. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And that's oh. just, just there's so much Chris that's that can play six.
2: Chris View you can play six or he can play lock where he, yeah. uh, you know and he's Dave got Atwood. we've got Dave Atwood in Shit there else. you've got Joe Joyce and Ed Holmes that are decent players Solid that are, players. and then up front you've got Harry Thacker Carl Sinclair and oh, I
0: John mean, still there John Foe's there John still there I yeah actually he was retiring
2: nah he's, he's 36 he's and to. still going on he's going to come on he's, he's going to come on after Sinclair's basically just destroyed somebody yeah. for 60 minutes and then they're going to bring John Afoa on and he's going to come on for the last 20 and John Afoa the fuck out of it
0: yeah he's going to be good for 20 I like the thought <laughs> this is a this, <laughs> this is for Harry two. Packer uh, it's a yeah. hell of a team
2: it's so much fun. That's the Toby thing. Toby
0: Fricker, the Welsh winger. That's a great. That's a rugby challenge name. That's a randomly generated. <laughs> it is, name, isn't rugby it? Challenge.
2: Uh, It's a great name. Though. It's a great name. That's the. But you look thing. You know, this players like for all of the talk of Bristol being over the cap, yeah. and they have got a lot of very good players. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. they've also, you know, they've got players like Andy Urin and Sam Bedlow, and Henry Purdy, who you know came over from yeah. who was basically playing the championship. Yeah. You know. they got Joe Joyce, who nobody else wanted. Jan Thomas, who nobody else wanted.
0: And Brian
2: him, uh... Byrne came over from Leinster because he wasn't wanted. As you say, Toby Fricker, who's a, a, a made-up guy. Um,
0: <laughs> he's mean, from Ebbervale, actually. is very much the Eddie Jones approach. Oh, okay. The Eddie Jones approach of just like, he's someone that rips the ball away. You know, there's not a flashy player. So Chris yeah, Colby, yeah, and yeah. in. All entirely fine players. There, wasn't there a stat that Going by statistics, Andorin is the best scrum half in the world. They <laughs> <I laughs> opt to publish a list of like my position and Andion was the most effective and efficient scrum half in the entire planet across all the major leagues. Amazing Well wow. yeah.
2: <laughs> And, Euro, and a Euro for England I think we should leave it there and uh, let's let it go out go forth from here to all the nations and you and for England. Let's make it happen. <laughs> right. I think we've we've gone on for we haven't quite hit the two hour mark, oh, which man. I think how far off are we? Uh, we're like three minutes off, but you oh, know well, should
0: we just natter three minutes
2: to hit it. I probably should actually. Yeah, fuck it. Let's let's.
0: Okay, okay. Um, uh, seen any good? I tell you, I tell you
2: what. Let's talk about Toby Fricker, right? Okay, cool. Uh, Toby Fricker was playing for uh, was like two years ago was playing in the Premiership, the Welsh Premiership, mm-hmm. for Vale. and scored a fuckload of tries for... Um, oh, do you remember when, um, what's-his-face, uh, Sam Davies' dad was oh, at, Nigel, Davis. Uh, Nigel Davis was at Ebu, yeah. He, fuck, he was basically smashing it up in the Prem. Nice. And then Pat Lamb, who apparently keeps a really close eye on people who are not playing professional rugby at the top level in Wales, if the Ali Brew yeah. thing is... A, you know, people the Bath and Bristol guys are really watching who's not playing for the Welsh Absolutely. regions um, he went he went oh, we'll have a go at this guy so yeah he signed him out of from Ebervale which I
0: mean Bristol have also got a guy in their squad called Tiff Eden yes I'm pretty sure he's like you know when you know when there's a perky mad on the telly and it'll come yeah. up with like the signature of a model you never heard of I'm pretty sure <laughs> Tiff Eden is one of those yeah <laughs>
2: Tiff Eden sounds like the poshest man I've ever met.
0: Yes, I bet he is.
2: I mean, yeah, he looks it, to be fair. He does? Oh, no, what's
0: that? What's the facial hair on
2: that spot photo? He's got a sort of bum fluff beard, which as somebody who, between 2005 and probably 2012, had a bum fluff beard, there was a time and a place for it. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh but that time and place has 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 passed by by quite oh, some distance.
0: Okay. Tiff Eden. <laughs> I came here to play, not just whole pads.
2: Ooh, he's fighting talk. He's not I like it
0: up. Saying it's frustrating. <laughs> that is the headline saying fighting talk from Tiff Eden. <laughs> I think I personally all the experts. I need, blah 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 saying he wants to be first choice for Bristol. It reminds me of do you remember Rory Clegg? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rory Clegg. Harlequin um, I remember him saying in 2010 when he was the England and twenties fly half. They said, you know, they said like, so do, is your aim to be like the England fly half by 2015? He said, no, I want to be the England fly half by 2011. Um, he went on in 2015 to sign for Glasgow as emergency cover during the World Cup, um, and that was sort of the end of his career. But I'll always remember him for the sheer unabrashed confidence.
2: You've got to, you've got to respect somebody that has that level of total, unadulterated confidence. But at the same time, I mean... Lol, I
0: believe. Yeah.
2: I I don't wish to speak ill of Tiff Eden, but Callum Sheedy's a very good 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 player. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so we've gone over 120 minutes now, so uh, you'll be (laughs) delighted. We made it, we We did it. (laughs) This is your Everest, boys. Um, That was the absolutely (laughs) worst impression that I've ever done. Uh, And I think that's a perfect time for us to end it. Robbie, thank you very much for for joining us again. Don't panic, everyone. Lee will be back next week uh, and some sense will have been restored, I would imagine. Cool. Bye, everybody. See you next week.
0: See you. Bye.
1: As more sectors across Ireland are reopening, the COVID-19 pandemic unemployment payment is changing. If you're currently receiving this payment, the amount you receive will change from the 16th of November. To find out more about how these changes will affect you, visit gov.ie forward slash A Government of Ireland initiative brought to you by the Department of Social Protection. Sports Social Podcast Network.